My pops just said he seen done on TV. They've been playing that shit. I literally, uh, two people from my job hit me up like 10 minutes ago saying they see me on TV. I'm like, yo, are y'all going to keep playing this shit? Please stop. <laughs> I, I low-key was just on the ABC site trying to see if I could uh, find a clip of it. Yeah, he sent it to my phone. What, what was you talking about again? They were talking about the safetiness of, of like, the CTA. Because the CTA, they... They got these stickers now for social distancing, mm-hmm. and they got, I, I guess they're cleaning them nightly or whatever, and they were just asking me, do I feel more safe? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah, I mean, they, they cut out what I originally said. I said, uh, I'm pretty sure people are not going to follow the safety distancing things, mm-hmm. but I, I feel all right. Like, I mean, I'm, I don't really care. No, no he was trying to be radical. Man, but I didn't even want to be on there. I was like, yo, I mean, when, when she asked for my name, I was like, damn, fuck. I didn't know I had to give y'all my name because I agreed to do it before that. But then she was like, all right, what's your name? I was like, ah, fuck. And my last name? You didn't think they were going to ask your name? No. Nah, well, first <laughs> Have you a some nigga? <laughs> but, you, but you ain't got to put my last name out there. I was like, what the? And I, I you think you Prince? Like, <laughs> 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 they not just gonna have Ryan on there. <laughs> I should have told him Ryan X. <laughs> Nigga Leon and shit. <laughs> Ryan X. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yo yo yo! Welcome to the Brazy Bunch podcast. It's your boy Moose Mancino. I am in the racist chat rooms with my black supremacists, uh, and we here for another episode, episode seventy-five. We three quarters of the way to one hundred. Uh, it's a special episode, man. Uh, we got Dona in the building. What's up, man? It's your boy Dona. Uh, hey, ABC Seven News. We got beef, man. We gotta talk about some things. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, like I gave I, I gave y'all a quick little sound bite. Y'all y'all didn't tell me you was gonna film me walking and all that. We we gotta discuss some things. Hey, quarantine Dony on the case, man. <laughs> uh, we got a uh, season the building. Yeah, 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 man. We here. Um, ready to do some motherfucking powder, man. So my energy level is right. Goddamn powder. Um, what I mean, how everybody doing, man? I know we just had a little conversation, but man, I'm really trying to see how my people doing, man. Everybody in good spirits. What's your spirit yeah, levels at? Are, are y'all spirits levels starting to rise from like the beginning of the quarantine? Um, yeah. I mean, I think it, just because the fact that more shit is getting open and yeah. shit, shit at least appears to be going back to normal even though it shouldn't be it appears like shit is going smooth or headed in the right direction um so i mean like the the temperature in the outside environment is different it's 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 uplifting yeah uh, we like i like i already knew we were gonna get back to like the hell temperature so it was like 100 it felt like 111 on like friday or saturday so it's dead for the outside out here i mean it's still niggas going outside but eh, it's just like the summer is over well the the enjoyable part of summer is over so um but i mean it i guess niggas have been feeling better man better moods you know keep it going don't know how you doing uh, I mean, it's it, it's been weird because as far as COVID, I feel like um, my spirits have been uplifted. But it's still a lot of stuff just going on in the world. It's like we just been when we get over 
one thing, we're just pushed into another thing that tears us down. So uh, it, it's it's been a tough year for real. Yeah, you yeah, know, definitely. Is this the worst year, un- undisputed worst year of all time? Yes. Yeah. First, first worst six months. Yes. Yeah, because I, I, <laughs> I, I ain't gonna say whole year because shit could get better. Shit could turn. If shit get better, that's like still uh, we still in the negatives. Deep <laughs> <laughs> in the negatives. I think the wild part with this is like even when shit feel better, COVID wise, like some other shit just start popping off. So it's like we ain't really been able to like let up and kind of enjoy anything. What can happen? this year to make this year go into a positive like name an event that can make this this year go into the positives should i go in the lottery <laughs> i was just about to say that <laughs> if i won a lottery i yeah if i win a lottery bro, maybe 2020 wasn't so bad <laughs> so so year <laughs> i can't think of anything that happened that that would shit Nah, you, you uh, uh, 2020 would hit different if you were quarantined in a penthouse like Mr. Drummond. Shit, maybe Sweetie buying my apartment complex. Maybe that, that should have started to trend it upwards. Uh, why, why do you want her to buy your apartment complex? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'd be in a leasing office all the time and shit. So, might as well have a baddie up in there. You feel me? She moving the lobby? Yeah. Uh, I have her uh, evict me, so we have to meet in court like twice or three times a week and shit. I got a plan for that shit, man. You turn into a squatter. <laughs> you gonna have to physically remove me. <laughs> yeah, but man, uh, I don't know. It's we. I think the thing is just trying to stay positive, trying to get these jokes off. I said last week, man, we had we've been having serious pots. Um, we still gonna have some serious talks on this one, but uh, I think it's a lot more uh, kind of goofy stuff mixed in this week than than the past uh, past few weeks have been. Uh, so first, let's get the serious stuff out the way. Um, <clears throat> as far as where we going with the protests and stuff like that. Um, where are we at now? Um, we it's still they still passing reforms and stuff, and I don't know uh, what's some big ones that came out. I know New York got rid of all plain clothes uh, uh cops now today. I mean, none of the plain clothes cops plain clothes. They all look the same. Yeah, they all. I don't like the the lugs boots and <laughs> the backwards uh, Yankees cafe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you could tell who was twelve. Yeah, that's real. And like my thing with that is okay. Th- I guess it's that eliminates something. But now they are reassigning them to do community policing. So they reassigning them just to be regular policemen, which are the niggas that's mostly shoot niggas. So it's just like, uh, I, do I want a nigga to shoot me in some fucking Inichi, or do I, I want a nigga to shoot me in some cop clothes? So it's just like I don't know if that's helping. But, I mean, it's helpful, but it's not helpful. Abolish the whole shit, man. I, I, I'm i tired of the games. Abolish the whole shit. Uh, I'm tired of people telling me, like, I understand. We had this conversation last week. It's going to be challenges to this shit. But, I mean, it's challenges to everything. I mean, we if we figure out how we're going to segment the, the department into, like, different areas, it's going to take challenge. It's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of maybe even some time. 
But just the fact that we focusing on that, I think will help a lot. Uh, go ahead, my bad. Hey, a big problem is, man, these police be scary as hell. They don't want to fight no more. Yeah, and I don't they, think it's they fighting afraid to get embarrassed. It's no, like they, they afraid to get embarrassed and get get beat up. When you talk to your parents crazy, it's just it's like one of the one of those type of things where it's like you're not supposed to be talking to me like this, so I'm gonna turn up unnecessarily. Although, I mean, in, in certain aspects, like say you're a teenager or a young adult and I say something crazy to my parent and it's just like they go wild. It's just like See, I should I, have I, the ability to talk to you how I want without you acting like you have some type of total authority over me. And I don't honestly, I don't even think that's comparable because like if with a parent, that's somebody who's provided for you, been there for you, who's earned basically earned your respect. Mm hmm. They're just not a, a new motherfucker who you met 30 seconds ago who's trying to command you and tell you what to do and talking to you disrespectful. Because even true. with like your parents, like they'll usually talk to you respectfully before they get go crazy. The cops will, if they feel like a, a hints of resistance and you're not respecting them, then they want to start getting disrespectful and doing the most. Yeah. And I, I agree. It is sometimes tough. Um, like some of the videos I see niggas going up, heating the cops, like just going crazy on them. I would agree that sometimes it would be hard to either watch what I say or watch what I do. Cause if somebody calling me all types of like hoes and bitches and all that, like it would be hard to have restraint. But if that was my job, that's what I would have to do. Yeah. And it's, it's completely different. Like if that is your job, you can't. What, what you gonna do? You gonna try to fight them and arrest them? Yeah. And that's my thing. Like, they taking people to jail for nonsense, bro. Like, the... Oh, the, how did I forget this? Um, the One of the biggest stories this week have been the um, the Raynard... Um, what's his last name? Brooks? I want to say. Mm-hmm. Raynard Brooks. He was in Atlanta. Um, apparently, it, it, allegedly, it looks like from the look of it, he pulled over to Wendy's to go to sleep because he was too drunk to drive. Um, so the Wendy's called the police on him. Police came, got him out the car and was like, Hey, you know, trying to get him to take a breathalyzer and, you know, see what was going on with him. Um, during like the, the body cam footage, it shows him saying like, Hey, you know, I can walk home. Like, I I just don't want to be in violation of nobody. I can walk home. Um, you know, I don't want to do nothing. Like, I don't want to go to jail and stuff like that. Uh, they really didn't let him, so they start tussling with him and taking him down. He gets away, grabs a taser, and runs. They shoot him in the back twice and kill him. And sure, I think it was three times. Three times? Okay. Um, but yeah, they shoot him in the back and kill him. And it's stuff like that that's infuriating because when we say abolish the cops, that's what we mean. It means if they brought somebody to come check on him, and he suggested, hey, I can walk home. I haven't hit nobody. I didn't do anything. I'm just sleep here. I may be drunk. But if I go home now, everybody makes it home. Like nobody, nothing happened. I get home. I sleep it off. Now, yeah, I, thought, I, thought, I thought I read something that said he might have fell asleep in his car in the drive through <laughs> line. I don't know. Either way, he was in the parking lot. Yeah. And, and that's so. what I'm saying. Even, even then, like certain things... It's just like you shouldn't have to die for certain things, like for certain mistakes. You shouldn't have to die. Facts. And like you could, looking at the video, you could tell he was he had something to drink. Mm-hmm. But from you could see he was very cooperative with 
the police and what they were asking and basically just didn't want to cause any further trouble moving forward. Yeah. And man. I think in any other situation, had he been a white man, they let him leave the car there, give him a ride home, tell him to call a ride or let him walk home. And that situation is that situation. It almost seemed like he, him saying, I don't want to drive. If I'm going to be in a violation, the officer took it as, Oh, you, you're too drunk to drive. Yeah. So now I'm going to arrest you. Yeah, and I understand it's their job to protect citizens. It's their job to make sure that he doesn't go out and hurt somebody. Or, But I, I feel like they feel like their job is more to punish people. They're police officers. They don't get to punish people and set a precedent on crimes and stuff like that. They are there to protect us and the citizens. And I think that's what they get confused. And they felt like that since he was drunk in a car, it was their it was their duty to punish him for his for his crime, because if they didn't think that they needed to punish him, they would have let him walk home and go to his family. So um, are you OK? So are we, so we? Well, we know how it played out and how everything ended, but I, part of me can't be upset for them. Whatever, deciding, OK, we're just going to take you in for this DWI, do do whatever. The The, the pure frustration comes from how they decided to manage and handle the situation after that. Everything after that goes downhill. I don't know. I think part, I I think, yes, you, you do have to do a job. And if it's your job to take people in for certain things, that's your job. But I think that part of the reason this thing escalated is because they just didn't let somebody get away with a, a small thing that nothing happened from it. I understand. I understand like that's their job. If somebody drunk, you you know, take him in or whatever, but it's just like, Hey, if you make sure he gets home, what's like, this doesn't even have to get to this point. So that's what I think I'm more upset and frustrated about. But yeah, um, Uh, it's, it's just the way they, I don't know. He's, he, Y'all, y'all tried to get him down. He got him y'all off. He took your taser and he ran away. That man is fleeing. He has a taser, so he's he's he can't really cause any bodily harm towards you. You don't really have any reason to shoot. You better beat your feet and start running. Get your cardio right. Yeah. Um. So you know everybody. Um. It went. They went back to the street. I mean, they really haven't left in the streets from the streets rather um, with all the protests and all that stuff that's continued to go on around the world, which is the craziest thing. Like they had one, in, a big one in Paris. Um, they continue to take statues down, which I, I agree fully with how, how, what y'all feeling on that. The yeah. taking the statues down. Yeah. I'm with it, man. Get, get rid of all these old racist motherfuckers. <laughs> you know, like, I, I feel like I don't know what the, uh, other side of it would be well I mean, you know a lot of a lot of these people are saying they are erasing history and if we take this down how are we supposed to learn from the mistakes of our past I mean we can still learn from it but a, a statue is used as like a celebratory um, thing I, I would believe if you see a statue if, if kids see a statue of someone their first thought is to think, all right, this dude was, you know, he did something um, 
impactful uh, for the benefit of our country or our state or whatever. Mm-hmm. If Carmelo Malone got a statue, go tear that bitch down. Yeah, for facts. But uh, yeah, I don't. It's it, like Donald was saying. They, if they talk about it's a race in history, uh, the statue hundred percent make it seem like this is like an honorable thing to acknowledge. But they erase a lot of the true history, regardless. Anyway, so how is this any different, or how would this be any different from everything else before? Yeah, and I, I mean, we got some suggestions for niggas you could put up. And Atlanta, you tear down some Confederate statues, put up Soldier Boy. Easy, <laughs> take care of right there. Come on, man. You know the first statue was gonna be Black Panther. <laughs> Come on, man. Name, man. It's, it's Wakanda. It's literally Chadwick. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, man. He was out. Um, Ti. Speaking of Wakanda, Ti was out at the protests when they burnt down that Wendy's too. Um, because I was getting to that earlier, but um, the, to protest uh, Renard's death, they. Uh, protested outside the Wendy's, destroyed it, lit it on fire. Uh, T.I. was out there. You know, he gave his words and stuff like that. So, you know how that go. Um, I, I guarantee you he don't think it's Wakanda now. <laughs> so, you know, I ain't gonna lie. I, I, I just got upset because I just realized something that Chance tweeted and now I'm livid. Oh, the spicy nuggets? Yeah. The, the nuggets spicy as hell. <laughs> the, them nuggets extra spicy now. And I was like, why, do you, why is he tweeting about Wendy's nuggets at a time like this? Yeah. And now that I sit here, I was like, oh, this nigga. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga. Oh, shit. Hey, Chance, is, Chance said he cried twice today because he realized how everybody abused women and how he abused women too and stuff like that. But we're going to get on to that. Actually, that's a, that's a good... Uh, Segue actually uh, Today um, They found the body of a, a A young woman She was 19 years old Her name was I'm, I'm going to try to pronounce this correctly uh, Aluatoian Salo Or Salu um, She was protesting a lot I think she protested like every day down in I believe it was Florida um, she had been tweeting about being sexually assaulted by a man on Twitter, like kind of giving like details and descriptions of them. Uh, it, they ended up arresting a 49 year old man for it. Um, a 49 year old black man for it. Was well, um, I, I believe it was a double homicide. Double. Yeah, he double ended murder. up oh, yeah. killing a, a older lady too. She was like 74, and she was like a volunteer and stuff t- as well. Um, from this murder sparked a lot of debate on Twitter this morning. It was it was really, really tense on Twitter this morning. Um, very early. Um a lot of the conversation kind of centered around black men uh, not protecting black women and being very um dangerous to black women. Although the black women are out here fighting for the collective. Um, it's a touchy subject because anytime that, um, I feel like anytime that this is stated that the, your, your primary response wants to say, I'm not like that, you know, why are they generalizing? I want to get y'all opinions before we get into like a more nuanced conversation, but let's let's get y'all opinions on like this whole story and all that stuff first. Oh, I mean, well, the story as a whole is it's it's sad, it's unfortunate, it shouldn't be. I, did we do we did we get any backstory on 
why it happened or are we still waiting to get more details um, so the details that i know um she said pretty so she had been sexually assaulted before um she appears to be jumping from house to house because of a mistrust of family so she's like kind of um you know trying to find you know places to stay and stuff like that um and according to her tweets he kind of paraded himself as a man of god like a reverend or some type of man of god where he that's what he used to gain her trust and he sexually assaulted her and then a few i don't know if it was days or hours after that she tweeted that out she ended up dead and people couldn't find her and of course today they found her body is this the the guy who did it do we know if that's who she was referring to, or is this like a random? No, that's the guy she was. Uh, oh shit! To. Like she, she tweeted that he was an African American man and um, his car and all that, and I think that's how they ended up, you know, um, finding him. Pretty much. Oh shit! Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's it's really really sad. Um, we hear about stories like this all the time. I mean, it's it's with black women, with black trans people, with trans people in general. Um, I kind of more want to focus on the 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 dynamic between black men and black women. Because this morning I saw uh what I did is I saw like the the conversation mm. and I felt like it was the best posi- it, I was it was best for me to just sit and listen and kind of absorb what was being said. And then, you know, kind of figure out what I need to do from there. Because Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people jump in and try to do this whole, Oh, it's a gender war type thing. Or, uh, y'all hate black men and y'all say, you know, y'all want to say all lives matter or something. So, I think a lot of people take that approach. And to me, it's like a when white people say, no, all lives matter type thing, instead of just hearing what the women are saying and saying, OK, what can we do to fix this situation? You feel me, sir? Mm-hmm. So uh, that's my initial. I, I definitely want to get your thoughts on it, but that's my initial thoughts on what happened this morning. Um. I think with these type of conversations, it's it's always very, it's it's difficult, and when you hear these statements, I think f- for some people it can be confusing because it's you think about yourself and the people that you're around, mm-hmm. and your first initial thought is to maybe as a man is where is this happening at? I don't see it. I'm not. Like where, you know, where's, where these women get going through the experiences? Cause you feel like you keep individuals around you who don't partake in that type of behavior. You don't feel like you partake in that type of behavior. So you are almost kind of, uh, blind to it. So I think that could create an, um, a defensive response mm-hmm. initially, but then prog- moving past that, pushing that to the side, even just trying to hear these statements and um, these stories can put you in a difficult position because, I mean, you're you're there and you have to kind of soak it in and take it all in. But it's still very it can be overwhelming to an extent on trying to process it all if it's not something that you 
might not you might not even know how to identify it if you are out and you do see something going on unless it's very you know uh it's big or like it's a big production or something like that i, I think it kind of puts you a man in a in a conflicting space okay done um yeah i'm i'm not too familiar on the story but um I don't know. It's it's time to just like with everything else. It's 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 time to address things, and, and I I feel like there is a problem with you know women being abused and and their lives taken um, from from men, and and in some and in some cases. It is black men. It's it, it's it's hard to. I think it's hard to sometimes look into, try to take uh, accountability and tr- and try to make it um, a a black thing when you know that, you know, this is a situation with all races, but you also don't want to just disregard what women are saying. <laughs> Especially with past situations, um, I think it's time to just you know just hear people out and hear how they feel and and hear from their experiences and then like we need to come together and just like uh, address it for real because I, I I do think there is a issue there that needs to be addressed and you know why not address it now? Okay. Yeah, and so to kind of speak on your point, um, I I do think it needs to start in our community. Um, I know you you know you pretty much said that. I mean, this happens across the board, which it does. I mean, you you know you look in uh, white people, you know they have white predators and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, if you look at like what we need to do, I think we need to start with ourselves and it's kind of like the police. They can't say, well, I'm not doing it. So, um, I, you know, it's just some of those cops or whatever, but I think until we fix, you know, fix us, then we can't, I mean, we can't really be worried about trying to fix across the board. We need to fix black men in general. And for us to say, well, it's not us. So let's not worry about it. I don't think we need to take that approach. I think we need to take the approach of, we all have been somewhat complicit to it at one point or another. We've even witnessed something that we, we had a chance to speak up. Um, you know, you, whatever the case may be. And yeah, yeah. No, I mean piggybacking off that. I, I, I guess it's a question that it I, I would ask is you know what is what are they expecting from us? Like what I guess when you think of these situations, like what exactly is it that they're looking for us to do and step up on? Like is it just if they're you know, if they're out somewhere and they feel uncomfortable, have someone interject. Like, a, I guess it's many instances where a woman can feel harassed, uncomfortable, and it can come in a variety of different type of ways. What, and we, and us as men might not be able to identify those. So how can we become more aware 
of what that is and when we should, you know, interject and when we shouldn't. I think it, it comes in two ways. Oh, actually three. Um, and I think this is just me. So I don't I mean, it'll probably come better from a woman. But um, first it's to curb any behavior that you see yourself doing, whether it's, you know, uh, unsafe, like drinking patterns or something like that. Or, you know, if you with a woman and, you you know, you feel like you're not getting consent. Um, we just recently had a a conversation amongst friends saying, Hey, maybe we could fix this with, you know, even the smallest things of consent, like getting, you know, asking for, you know, kiss or whatever the fact may be even small stuff like that within your own personal stuff, just working on those things and teaching your kids that and like talking amongst your friend group about that. Um, the second one is calling, calling it out when you see it. It's just like, if you see a friend being kind of aggressive or doing something that you wouldn't consent of, like call that out be like hey bro like you tripping like i I'm, I'm not really fucking with that and getting him off that and if he continues or it's something where you can't fuck with cut him off like you're not you know i'm not trying to hang around with people that that be on it um because until we start doing that we're gonna continue to you know kind of be complicit in that behavior um who piggybacking off of that yeah um i feel like it's Part of it is, yes, we should continue to hold our people in our circle, your circle accountable. You should speak up and say, you know, relax, you do tripping or talk to somebody. If um, a woman comes to you and shares that she's um, uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. My thing is, how do we address it out on a day to day basis? Because, I mean, I think that's that's going to require men to police other men basically out on the street. Well, I, I think that's what has to happen. Um, I'm, I mean, uh, because I mean, it, it's manifested from this kind of attitude that we have towards women that, I mean, I think we all can agree that growing up, we've got these unhealthy thoughts and uh attitudes towards women i mean a few of us have unlearned them some of them remain (laughs) like some of them still remain and even if they're not like conscious feelings or thoughts but it's just working to you know working to have positive relationships and positive uh, attitudes towards women that you know build equality and stuff like that and i think when we do that and once again call out these people that like preying on women and doing all types of wild shit, I think then the trust can be built back up and they'll feel safe around men again. Well, I get for me, I think when they ask, when they say protect and I I keep thinking back to the the portion of protect, Mm -hmm. like how, how do we go about protecting? Because I do believe that would take, that takes more action than plotting and planning and growing and learning. Like it, it's going to require, if you see a woman out at the bar and she's, you know, feeling uncomfortable to walk up and tell somebody who, you know, fall back, which I mean, I think we can understand like that could potentially lead to another confrontation separate of that. And maybe that's part of the reason why men don't check other men in in social settings just because 
you know that if you one you you might not be a hundred percent sure of what's going on, but if it does look kind of bad optic wise, you know that if you step in, this could potentially transfer from his focus on her to now he wants to fight you, and they're trying to have to pick and choose like what's worth it. And to some extent, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I, I think that they don't want us to be like these like Batman in the streets, like stopping uh, physical altercations types. That That's kind of separate from that. They want it to be like, OK, so say like you have a teacher and, you know, the teacher knows a child is being abused and they don't call it out. That teacher could have protected that child from being abused or, or, and they didn't they they didn't step up and call this out what it was out or call these behaviors out before it got to the point where something worse could have happened also it's it's changing attitudes it's like how we change attitudes towards smoking cigarettes in this country and i don't know around like the 50s or 60s it was like if we make people that do these behaviors feel so low and bad that they you know we ostracize this these type of people I guarantee you these behaviors will change because people will start to think like, I I can't be around these people if I'm acting like, you know, acting all aggressive and, and it starts to click to people that that's not cool. That's not a cool way to be around motherfuckers. So I think it's just changing the attitude towards it. So the behavior is changed in, um, in response to that. Yeah. And I, I, I haven't seen much of the conversation on Twitter, but I would think that, really what they want is just our support and and just to hear them out and be like okay w- when you see something like that support them and believe them when they say that thing when they say those type of things are happening and if you are witnessing it you know just if, if you know somebody close to you that is doing that you know just you know check them and, and let them know that this is just not this not the way to move it's it's not and, and not that doesn't just change him but it could also change the people around him and you know it could just be an effect on people but i think more importantly it's probably just support and, and hearing them out and not being quick to be like nah that's not me that's not my people that's you know what i'm saying just just a, com- a common thing I keep saying is like women are, women are tweeting that, you know, mostly any woman you'll come across can say she'll be she has been, you know, harassed, assaulted, one of those type of things. And do men will continue to say, but now nah, I don't know anybody who does that as if that means it's not a real thing. Um. But yeah, I mean, I guess it does go back to accountability. And I, a question I would have is similar to something that just happened with like the whole, uh, the, all that do say Palooza stuff. Mm-hmm. When it comes to those type of situations, what is the best way? What what do, we, what do we think is the best way to go about it? Because if, you know, we do have a associate, a friend who, you know, it's coming out that they did these type of, you know, gross things to women and uh, it's, it's things that we don't condone and look down upon. Is it better to drop them and leave them where they are? Or, cause I mean, it's kind of that situation where, where Rory was speaking about, you know, like this is, this is my, this was my friend and I want to help them and get them help to kind of outgrow this and move past it. Like is that a situation where you, where you, you hear these stories? Do you leave them where you where they are and drop them, or do you 
feel like you're obligated to provide or attempt to provide some type of assistance to help rehabilitate them. Yeah, so I, I think you 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 do what you. I think you take it on an individual level. Like, so if you hear these stories and you feel like you need to say something, you speak to that person. I mean, they've this person that has probably been in your life for a long time. So you you hear them out. See, like, hey, what you know, what's going on? I'm hearing this, 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 this. See what they say. And then you make a decision from there. If it's just like, bro, you you like super tweaking. I can't fuck with you no more. You do that. And it's just like that. If you feel that in your heart, then you do that. But if you feel like it's like, I need to make sure he knows, like, you can't move like this. And like going forward, in order for us to even be around each other, this has to happen. This has to happen. This has to happen. Then you do that. I feel like that's the only way you can move. It's no textbook way to say, okay, he did this and this and this. So we got to cut him off now. Or he did this so we can still be cool. It's just like you have to be able to live in your heart knowing that you around this person if he was doing something that you don't agree with. True. Yeah. And and I feel like you got to have you got to at least have the conversation. You got to at least, you know, I, I don't believe in just cutting some cutting somebody off just because, you know, you heard certain certain things, because like if 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 that person doesn't know that there's these certain things is out there, I mean, they're just going to keep, you know, doing what they doing if, if you don't have a conversation with them. But I feel like people can definitely learn from their mistakes and 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 be a better person if if they have the right support system around them um i agree with that yeah and i i just, I just don't like I, I like i understood where rory was coming from like you he, he was saying you know he wanted to help him and they were saying no you can't be my friend no more you know stuff like that but i feel like just me personally i feel like if that's your friend for for years I feel like, you know, you should be that support system uh, for them to change because they're not your friend if if you just think that they ain't shit and that they can't. Like, no, I, I don't think anyone is just friends with someone who believes that they can't change for the better. No, I think I think it's fair to think to. Well, OK, I think it's you have to put it in, in this perspective where it's uh you you thought this was your you and you two were friends and you thought you knew you know, this person, how this person was. And when you hear rumblings of this individual acting in a manner that you never thought that they could act in, it makes you reevaluate who you think that who they are and how they were acting and how much you truly know about them. Because I think it's also, it's going to look, it's going to be difficult because I think even if you do try to provide them help, if they don't feel the consequences of the loss that could be associated with having that type of behavior attached to your name, then they might, they might feel that it was, you know, a hundred percent wrong, but I don't think that impact fully hits the same way as if they kind of lose the people around them and are forced to regain trust. Yeah. And I think it, it matters the response to um, going back to the Rory situation. You look at when he was called out and you look at his response to it. I mean, obviously, it's it's multiple women and he's like, uh, y'all did this or y'all lying on me and all this. And when you have that type of like visceral response, it's just like if you're not even willing to like hear them out. And it's it's like how 
how receptive uh receptive would you be to me trying to get you help if you having a this type of violent like out lash on you know to them and then it's like now you put me in a bad situation because now if i'm cool with you they looking at me like you see what he did and you aligning yourself with him all right fuck you too then the usual response is what are you gonna do and unless you respond 100 percent appropriately and that 100 percent appropriate response usually would have to be a, a public's uh publicly severing ties with that person yeah people gonna look at you crazy as well uh, yeah and that, and that's the thing with social media it's it's weird it's like this weird like you owe us an explanation type like type thing and it's it's like you really don't you say hey um whatever situation they got they need to fix i'm i'm not i do not agree with any of that behavior because you can say you don't agree with any of that behavior and then you have to make the decision where you go from there I, to me, I don't think you owe anybody else because you are not the one in that situation. But you have to understand if you align yourself with somebody who did these things, you are now aligning yourself with somebody who has may have co- uh, committed malicious acts. Uh, also, after the situation happened, they, you know, they acted the way that they act, and you're also align, aligning yourself with that response as well. So that's what you have to think of before you align yourself back with that person. So, uh, last, my last little yeah, thought. How do you think, show, how do you think you're showing remorse um, about something? How do you think that works? Do you think it's, someone can you know move past that if they do it or it's probably these allegations or these type of behavior it's just one of those things where you're you're kind of stuck Uh, i think it's um it's up to the person not i mean nobody owes you you know uh to accept your apology ever I mean, especially depending on how heinous your crimes are, like how wild you, <laughs> your crimes are. Um, like nobody owes you to be like, oh, well, he apologized, so I forgive him. So you have to first understand that when you're going into the apology. The apology is for you to sincerely say, hey, I made a mistake. Um, I'm I'm going to try to learn from it. I'm trying to grow from it. I'm just publicly letting you guys know that this is where I'm at. Um, and I hope that you will forgive me after that. It's just like the rest is on you to show that you you've grown and that you, you know, going to fix the, the situation, but n- not everybody is going to, uh, you know, accept your apology. At all. Cause I really, I really, that's a hundred percent. One of my worst fears mm-hmm. It's like, I'm just minding my business one day and like some woman makes a statement saying I did something I had no clue I did mm-hmm. so now I gotta play mm-hmm. clean up like, that's terrifying to me yeah yeah. I think you just move accordingly man uh, like life life isn't over once you have once that happens um, it's, it's people make mistakes so you look at Aziz Anazari uh, you know he he apologized not everybody accepted it but now it's all about him going about life 
Like, I'm pretty sure he wasn't shunned or killed or, you know, he doesn't get publicly scolded every time he walks somewhere in the streets. Life goes on. Life goes on past the Internet and all this type stuff. But it's all about you. It's a reason this stuff happens and it's to correct a behavior. And that's on him now to correct whatever behavior he was called out for. Yeah, man, we just got to be aware of the things that we we do, but also the things that we've done reflect because. Yeah, there are you, there are probably instances where you might have been in a situation and you thought everything was cool, but she felt a different type of way. We never really know, which, but yeah. as as long as you know you you are trying to be respectful and you aren't being forceful, you know you're communicating. Just try to keep that up and hopefully educate the people around you to do the same thing. Yeah, and I, I think that's the thing. This is the last thing before we kind of move on. But it's just like we see the small little micro things like growing up, like the the way we treat women, the way we talk about women. And I think that needs to change as well, because if we start to change the small little things on those like the surface, then the whole like foundation will be better. Like we will be able to have better like the thing is the communication and the relationships with women. If we able to improve on that, then we'll able to avoid, we'll be able to avoid a lot of this nonsense and a lot of this like weird freaky man behavior. Like, because that's what a lot of men do it for. They, they want to feel power over a woman. You look at the Darren Sharpers, the LA reads, the, the Russell Simmons and all that shit. Uh, but yeah, uh, speaking of Russell Simmons, um, did you, why the fuck did the breakfast club have him on? Yeah, I saw that and I was extremely confused. Why are you having him call in from Bali? Yeah. <laughs> fam, that time that time zone difference is nuts. Like, oh. Why would you give him a plat like I'm all for letting people explain themselves, man. But why, man? <laughs> like I, I don't know how y'all feel about it, but why, man? I I mean we I mean, okay. His stuff is real different. His stuff is he got some serious he got some serious stuff, but also I feel like he also needs to be at least heard and maybe you give him that platform. Maybe he comes on and maybe he explains himself, maybe he shows remorse, maybe he gives forgiveness. I I, I just saw like a couple clips, so so I don't think he did any of that. No. So <laughs> and they didn't so, challenge him to do that. My my question is why does he need a platform? What does he need a platform for? These allegations and these things that have been spoken upon are at minimum four years old. This is nothing new. The stuff that was in that documentary on HBO Max, nothing new. As soon as that stuff started to come out, Russell Simmons up and he left. Also, there's social media. Russell Simmons has Twitter. Russell Simmons can get on Instagram. Russell Simmons has, has or had many digital platforms that he could have utilized to be also very uninterrupted and unchallenged to share his portion and his side of the story. To not utilize that, to run away, which makes you look suspicious, and then decide to call into the breakfast club to clarify or do whatever you want to do is fucking nuts. Ooh, nah, I'm I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second. Maybe he wanted someone to to challenge his his statements and not just drop a blanket statement 
on any of his platforms where he's just able to freely talk. Maybe he wanted someone to interview him and really put him to the fire so he can get out what he was trying to say. Well, I think if he that, really wanted that. He he'd be on a documentary, or he he could have gone on uh, CNN. He could have he could have called somebody to interview him on his platform. He would not have gone to the Breakfast Club. Yeah, any good filmmaker, especially documentary filmmaker, reaches out to the person that it's about to say, hey, um, we can interview you or you can give a statement. You know, Russell giving these corny ass like uh, publicist statements. Like if you really want to get your side out, come out and say what you feel and what you feel happened. They can't just edit it out and be like, no, we're not going to use none of it because then it makes them look bad. Yeah. yeah, but but they they can also frame it though. They, they can, can also and if the story the 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 main story was around I I, I forgot her name Dennis Dixon. But it was a yeah it was around Drew Dixon. Her. Drew Dixon. Yeah, it it was around her. So Russell Simmons coming on there. I mean, he could have you know answered questions and done all, but the documentary is about her. So there. It's likely say he had some points. I'm not saying he did. I'm I fully believe he's a fucking creepy ass nigga, and he and he did that shit because you just don't. Multiple women saying almost damn near the same story. Yeah, bro, you you did that shit allegedly. But allegedly, I could allegedly allegedly. Yeah. But also, you can see. It it could be framed if you were to go on there and defend yourself, especially when you got a filmmaker that the documentary is around a certain person, a certain woman. He's not going to make that woman look crazy because 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 that's what the documentary is about. Also, there was a whole New York Times article back in 2017. If I didn't do something, I if I see an article coming out, I'm going to clarify that as soon as possible. Yeah. And I, I just I just feel like the platform, if we if we examine a platform, you you reaching out to a New York based radio station that is involved in hip hop music and you are a New York based hip hop mogul that started hip hop damn near in in the same area the radio is based in the connections that you have i'm pretty sure they reach out to the breakfast club and the owners of power uh 105.1 i think it is um it's just like it doesn't look good and it's just like i don't think charlamagne was charlamagne even on there i don't know i don't but even but even and that's the thing it's honestly it's yeah, there might be some New York bias there. Cool. Even if you throw that out the window, if you look at all those three individuals who are on there, they are not the types who are really going to ask the hard hitting questions. No, unless like you're a you, woman in Charlemagne. <laughs> you know, you know, you're going to a cakewalk and they're not going to press you. Charlemagne's going to ask you some silly shit. Envy's not really going to say shit. And Angelique's just going to sit there. What? Yeah, it's, it was it was a plotted move. It was scheduled. He knew what he was doing. It's, it was a safe space, no pushback, and nah, they they were. Yeah, Power One Hundred Five is nasty for that. Yeah, Char, Charlemagne has sat at a more different interviews from different individuals, but it it just it looks weird from the outside in. I'll just say it, I'll leave it right there. And don't don't answer my questions Indian style, bro. 
Like that shit was <laughs> that shit was that, that shit was weird. Like don't don't be out here, you know what I'm saying, defending yourself on some nasty allegations sitting, you know, Indian style in a damn like yoga temple. That's 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 not a good look, man. Yeah, I'm not earthworm looking motherfucker. Man, that's that's a nasty nigga, bro. Like I said, I hope that nigga get eaten by a tiger or some shit. Uh, another person having uh, hey, before we get on that, they had Rush Limbaugh on too, which I don't understand. Uh, Breakfast Club, like, what is the Breakfast Club doing, man? Who want to hear from Rush Limbaugh at a time like this? I don't, I don't even know. No, I. Uh, but moving on, um, one person that's having a worse week. <laughs> I don't. I don't think anybody has ever had a worse week than B. Simone is having this week, man. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas are putting her in the under pressure, bro, and they're not letting up, bro. Uh, for those who don't know who B. Simone is, she's an Instagram comedian that you have to turn down nah, your man, value. She's every she's an entrepreneur. <laughs> Put some respect on her name, baby man, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you have to turn down your volume every time you watch one of her skits. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not hating on her, man. Get your money, man. Um, but yeah, so she's an Instagram comedian. Um, she started a, a while back, maybe two years ago or so. But she she does like a lot of uh, relationship skits and like my nigga acting up skits and shit like that. Uh, from there, she took it and became like an entrepreneur. She made like this book um, that like, I guess that she's manifested stuff that you can manifest like your a great career or a great life and stuff like that. So it's life advice from B. Simone, pretty much. I don't know what the book's called. I probably should have got the title. Uh, I'm going to look it up because, come on, man, you know, we got to come come with the facts. Yeah, man, I should have uh, looked it up, man. But uh, people, It's on Amazon, too. Ooh. Oh, shit. Uh, damn, honestly, oh, oh, it's called Baby Girl. Is it really called the life you want, Baby Girl? <laughs> no, it's not. Bro. It's literally called Baby Girl. Manifest the life you want. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, well, yeah. Um, well, she came under. First of all, she was already getting heat for what she said. Uh, I, I think we talked about it last week, where she was pretty much calling black people out for not being godly. And protesting the wrong way, mm-hmm. and God would want us to, you know, love the love the people, and so it was. It was pretty much saying, "Hey, y'all niggas need to stop acting up and act godlike." So people already been on her head because of that. Um, then this week, that people found out that she plagiarized some stuff in her book. She was taking it straight from Tumblr. And well, no, no, no. Let's book. let's not skip the fact. What led to everyone bashing her book? Because it started with when she was oh the nine was, to five she, yeah she <laughs> oh was, yeah my bad <laughs> she was on a it was so many so whatever whatever she was on with Nick Cannon Nick Cannon's radio show um, out of L A she was on on the air with her boss and basically was saying how she doesn't want a nine to five nigga she needs an entrepreneur. Because only an entrepreneur will understand why she's up at 3 a.m. answering emails. Only an entrepreneur <laughs> can match her hustle and understand where the lifestyle that she's living, where a regular nine to five dude cannot do that for her. I, I'm a, I'm gonna keep it a hundred. She's entitled to her preference. Yeah, that's 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 exactly how I feel on it. 
I, I feel like people made way way too big of a deal out of what she was saying. Yeah. Uh, she probably framed it the wrong way, but she's entitled to her preference. No, she 100% framed it terribly. Yeah, I think that's... And then when people already have an issue with you, and they'll find, like, something and be like, All right, I'm getting you out of paint now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a... If she says that she needs somebody to that's gonna be up at 3 a.m. with her, you know... Stealing shit off Tumblr. Hey, that's what she needs. <laughs> but the thing is, she was she was insinuating like I need a I need a CEO, I need a boss, I need somebody who's not clocking in and out every day. That's what that's where it was framed wrong. It's but it's, it's yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I'm saying like it, it's framed wrong from that perspective because it's making like it's like minimizing nine to fives and saying that if you go to work nine to five and you have like a regular day job that you're not a boss or you're not, you know, hustling or you're not on your shit. And I think that's what it kind of made it sound like. My bad. I think, I think what the issue was and the reason everybody got on her head, cause she sounded fucking stupid. Cause even a, even a CEO technically works a nine to five. They're, they don't clock in and out, but if you have a salary, you are still working a nine to five. She sounded very unaware and uninformed of that portion. She made it seem just like you, if you only people who work nine to five is niggas who's clocking in and out at Hardee's. You, she don't want no Carl. She don't want no Carl Junior ass nigga, which is cool. Yeah. That that's your preference, but don't make it seem like it's not solid. Not like regular niggas work nine to five and they get salaries. They just don't actually physically clock in and out. Yeah, what she should have said was she just wants a. Um... She wants a she want to travel a person on her yeah, schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wants to move around, nigga. She don't want a CEO. She she want a nigga that's you know who has a lot of different things going on, but doesn't have a set schedule. Yeah, she likes to be a drug is. mule. That's what she wants. She want to be a drug mule. <laughs> yeah. She just said, I don't. I want a nigga that doesn't have a schedule that can understand that I need to be places at three a.m. because this nigga be at places or does things at three a.m. The fact that she said, I need him to understand why I'm up at 3 a.m. answering emails. You up at 3 a.m. because you don't have a fucking job. Your your job is to yell at your phone every day. You can wake up whatever time you want. Also, if you're answering texts or sending emails at 3 a.m., I'm going to judge you regardless. (laughs) Even if I I don't have a 9 to 5, I'm going to be like, who the fuck? All right, so texting and emailing at 3 a.m. Well, then she, she tried to come back and clean it up. Um, did y'all see that video? Oh, uh, well, I think basically she was saying that, you know, she, there's nothing wrong to nine to five. She just needs somebody who's, you know, if she's like a, you know, babe, I got to go to, I got to go out of town on business tomorrow. Are you trying to come with me? Let's take this trip. She need one of them ass niggas, which is almost backwards. Cause if you got a real entrepreneur, that nigga just not going to be running at the drop of the dime because then they're going to have, have business to handle too. It's, so I mean, it's unrealistic. you really looking for? Yeah, it's unrealistic. It's just something people say but they don't really mean. I mean, maybe she doesn't mean it. I don't know. It's like when those uh, girls from Chicago got on that radio station talking about they they rather have like uh, a nigga that's like scamming and selling drugs than somebody to work at a bank. And it's just like, all right, <laughs> let's see how far that gets you. But <laughs> um, I don't know, man. It's just like, 
I, I won't let people jump all on her for what she said in this instance because it's her preference. And I know why it got as big as it did is because like she already was getting quote unquote canceled on Twitter. Well, I mean, it is clown shit. Let's yeah. you can you can have and don't get confused. You can have a preference and your preference can be some clown shit. No, no, for sure. For sure. So yeah. Yeah, she definitely worded it wrong. She just worded that shit all. I think even if she worded it right, she niggas would have beat her over the head with a with a <laughs> with a pipe. Yeah, um, but then um, from from that, that's when the book thing came into play. Uh, <laughs> so she was already having a bad week, and then niggas found out that she lifted a few Pinterest uh, quizzes and put them in her book. Um, her and her manager say that there was a print issue and they did that at the printer, but niggas is not going. So uh, today she issued another apology using her inside voice um, where she was saying like she won't sell another copy until, you know, they figure out what they're going to do and all that stuff. And uh, I'm also I'm. I'm also very much judging the person who bought the book to call it out because they were going in on the quality, too. Yeah, they that said shit. it looked like an obituary. Yeah, that oh, shit was no that that quality that quality was terrible. <laughs> no, I've, really? I've put I've put together class presentations in middle school that look better than that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I mean, but I'm just like, hey, she an entrepreneur. She you know she up and coming. Like I ain't gonna shit on her because of that. I'm like, but you you understand when you do clown shit. You win clown prizes, and this no, is exactly think, what it is. I think that's even more of a reason to shit on her because if she want to call herself an entrepreneur, she a hustler and she getting it. Yeah, if you not entrepreneur right, you gonna get called out. Clearly, she don't entrepreneur right. Yeah, um, if you an entrepreneur, your name is your name. That shit got a whole weight. Yeah, man. So she, she, man. Hopefully, something happened to get the heat off of you. That's the only thing you can hope nowadays. Is like when you get when you under fire like this, some something gotta happen <laughs> to get the heat off you. Uh, she, so when when the book come back out, man, make sure I use the promo code Angry Birds for ten percent off. Yeah. Man, I'm, I just pulled up a YouTube video of a, of a chick unboxing the B Simone book. This shit looks <laughs> atrocious. Why would you make an unboxing video? Of that yeah, why book? are you making an unboxing of that? <laughs> shit, hold on, hold on, hold on. So this shit was <laughs> this shit was twenty five dollars retail. This shit looked like a magazine, <laughs> bro. Yeah, that what is it? the quality was off, bro. Oh my god, this shit looks terrible. Yeah, and this is like a whole bunch of quizzes and crossword puzzles and shit. So, uh, and pictures. Oh. It's it's literally just like a Pinterest board. No, no, this shouldn't be called a book. This is not a book. <laughs> this is a pamphlet. <laughs> oh my! It's a god. watchtower and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh hey, shit! Man. Salute. She made some money off. No, hey she man. Any way you can get some, get your bread up, get your bread up, man. Uh, speaking yeah. of niggas having to get their bread up, man, <laughs> bro, niggas don't understand how much I laughed at this jock shit this week, dog. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> I, I didn't laugh at the first video, um, cause Jock randomly like posted a video where he's counting money and shit, and so niggas was like hella confused, like what the fuck is this nigga just randomly counting money on on the screen for, and then um. It came out that he was responding to the uh, the forty two Doug in a uh, little baby song. 
Uh-huh. You know the first the first line of that song is like before I go broke like Jock. Uh, what what do you say in the next line? Before I go broke like Jock, I'm full of that that uh, that dog like Vic. Yeah, and so oh, oh. <laughs> bro, you gotta watch the video. It's hilarious, yeah. bro. He, he was legit. Like uh, you know, I'll be out in clubs. I'll be out in the club, <laughs> and the first line is before I go broke like Jock. And, and I like the song. I like, I like that song. <laughs> But people be looking at me and it's like, I don't know. Bro. That's the saddest shit, man. You you out in the club having a good time and the nigga just stayed before I go broke like Jack. <laughs> and nigga's just like looking at you like, damn, bro. Nah, that shit gotta be that shit gotta be frustrating. Cause that's that's just gonna motivate you to spend more money than you planned on spending. Yeah, man. Why they single out Jock though? I, I don't Cause you know they Atlanta niggas, so I don't know why, but you know, you know he was driving Uber. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot about that. that. We, let's not forget he was he was on the Ubers. Yeah. Damn. So yeah, he was on a screen counting like hundreds and shit. And man, I, I'm pretty sure that wasn't his money, but it is what it is, man. I'm praying for you, Jock. Yeah, man, that's that's not cool, bro. Yeah, that's like when Amigos made the ice the ice uh, Trey song, and you know it, it banged, so they was gonna play it in the club. And now Joe Budden, every like party he goes to, he hearing like he a pussy and shit on the song. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that shit is wild. Big hater. Yeah. God damn. Uh, what else happened, in man? Oh, PS Five launch. Um, we don't have to talk, uh, touch on this for too long, but. Uh, yeah, they launched. They showed a few games. Um, did y'all impressed? Like niggas copping the PS Five? Uh, I'm probably not. I'm I'm gonna really? keep it real. I I feel like I know where I'm at right now. I don't play no video games. Yeah, I, I don't. I, just, I don't do I it a lot. But I'm still uh, my cop. I feel like it's like the thing to do. Like I feel like it's gonna be one day where I just need to play. You know, play something. Yeah, I I understand. I, like I play so little video games that if anything, I'll, I'll just go to like one of y'all cribs and and, and play. <laughs> like, <laughs> like like when we do it, like I'm I'm just I would never do this shit on my own. It would just never. It's 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 not gonna happen for me. So I might just stick this shit out. No, nah, I need. I, I listen. I'm, my money's already gone. Yeah, I need one. I need that. If my PS4 crashed three. Three times in one day. Oh, you gotta take that to the shed, bro. Oh, it's, it's over. Yeah, my no, my shit is done. My no, shit is smoked. Right. Yeah. So I, I basically got no choice. I gotta, I gotta boss up. Yeah, it, it looks solid though. Like the graphics look pretty decent. Uh, I thought they was gonna have a Miles Morales Spider Man game, but they talking about that's just like an add on type shit. So I'm not. Even, I'm, I was like, fuck that. Oh damn! What the fuck? Yeah, they so, had niggas hype. I know, man. Uh, 2K graphics look pretty decent, but I'm pretty sure they're not gonna fix anything with the gameplay. So. They just look sweaty. Yeah, <laughs> niggas just do. sweating more. <laughs> yeah, just add more sweat. <laughs> <laughs> the niggas will be satisfied. They'll still get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. Um, they also have a game where you play as a stray cat. So, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. It's from, yes, it's a game. I was watching like the little launch event, and they had this little game called Stray, where you just play as a stray cat in like a futuristic society. So, what? Yeah. What did I don't you know. All right. Yeah. So, uh, what bad. else is happening? We got the first Black Bachelor. Niggas hyped. Nope. 
feel like he's it's just gonna be a, a whole bunch girl. of white women. Yeah, I feel like he's gonna pick a white girl. Yeah, like, but I might, I might catch an episode or two of that shit. Honestly, yeah, I'm not hype about this shit. You know what? Why it's like kind of I wouldn't say revolutionary, but like it, a sign of the times. Because in 1960s, if they tried to pull this shit on TV with a black man dating a whole bunch of white women, they would <laughs> niggas would be getting lynched. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. They have a heart attack. Yeah, bro. They they would not be going for this shit. But it, it kind of shows the sign of the times now that they able to, you know, because I'm sure they're going to have tons of white women for this nigga. It's been like 80 seasons of The Bachelor, though. Yeah. And they finally have it. That's and they, insane they, if you think about it. Like it's been hell. Honestly, I think they put out a statement once that said they didn't have to have black people. Yeah, it's like they're free right or something like that. It was yeah, men right, something like that. Yeah. Man, fuck the bachelor. So they nah. really don't care. I'm pissed now. Yeah, and it, it it seems like they're riding this wave of in, um like in, being inclusive and stuff like that. Well, I, I was I would assume that they were just going off of like who was popular last season. I well, think you know they, they didn't film, it. they didn't film, they didn't finish oh, that season. Oh, that's how they do. Yeah, that is how they do it. I forgot. Yeah, but remember they didn't even start that season because of COVID. The Bachelorette. Oh, oh, oh. The, no, yeah, the Bachelorette. They didn't start it. That's uh, no, but usually I think there was one though. No, he was on. He was on the last season, but they didn't oh, even yeah, start. Yeah. So, are you sure? No, I'm almost 100% positive. It, either they didn't start or they started like two weeks and then finished out the rest because they had to go on lockdown. Let's see. Because, yeah, I think because I, I don't know. Sometimes they just, they usually just pick it off who's popular. Yeah. And they, oh, I, I, I thought it was the loser. Is it the loser who doesn't, like the dude who doesn't win the Bachelorette, is he the new Bachelor? Or they just pick a Sometimes. random? No, nah, I think they just pick a random because that one black girl that was on there, she didn't, she, I don't think she was a runner up. Oh yeah, no. Sometimes it's just the the vibes. Yeah, all right. That's still trash. But I I think they was just like, okay, he was on the cast. Now we need a black dude because the blacks are going crazy in the uh, country. So let's pick him. Make him the bachelor. Uh, It's time to be inclusive. There was one that ended in 2019, so maybe he was from there. Yeah, I I, I'm almost 100 percent sure I read something to say that they didn't get the chance to do the show. Um, and so they they pulled him off there. Would y'all um, go on The Bachelor? No. Why not? Do you think they ask them? They like they type. I'm not competing. I'm not competing for no no woman. No, with no, no. no the Bachelor. Yeah, they competing. For me. Oh, competing for me. Uh, nah, I can't have my my people saying what I'm doing on TV. What? What the <laughs> fuck would you be doing? You get canceled the first episode. Yeah, <laughs> you want you just on TV being freaky. I I, I just I, I'm not the type of nigga to be like right like ah. clean cut on TV. You feel me? No, I feel you on that. I feel like you. I'm I'm about to get like be authentic. So and then my my people about to see that. Like I can't have my people. Nah, see that. nah but I think you I think you would be different. No, I'd be respectful. But they like they have to release a alternative cut for my like scenes and shit. Because I think because everything is kind of scripted, so you would have you would you probably wouldn't be your true self for a minute. Nah, that's true. Let's you go get these Jesus. I mean, because you got like like sixteen girls out there, you're not gonna be able to just like be you, be you. That's true. 
they dropped the fucking Snyder cut for you. And shit. <laughs> release, <laughs> release them. <laughs> on Netflix. Oh no, this is what he was really. <laughs> low key, low key. They probably canceled it midway through because they start asking him for ideas. Like, so where do you want to? Where do you want to go on this day? He like, shit, we go to the bar. I'm like, thinking, Brandon, you guys, you did that the past three days. We have to do something different. I'm thinking we go to Onyx. They all get on stage and shake ass. <laughs> yeah, you, you. I feel like on a passion, you gotta be. You can't be yourself. You, you can't. You just can't. And look at the niggas so, they get. They like all like super clean. Like even this nigga look like a great proponent ass nigga. Like he he don't look like a, a real nigga, bro. So no, nah, they never get the real niggas. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I could handle that. Yeah, and, and they not gonna give me my preference. They, 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 there's no way they throwing a whole bunch of uh, uh, thick baddies out there. They, they ain't having that on a ABC or whatever this shit come on. You 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 just advancing a black woman just off the strength. Yeah, like you don't even fuck with it, but you like I ain't <laughs> nah, trying to spend on. more more days with these motherfuckers. <laughs> now nah, here, here go your road. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you hit him now. You see how we rocking? Go ahead, take that. You bringing outside women in and shit. Hey, can we do a replacement? <laughs> nah, low he I go for the vacations though. No, nah, it, it'd probably be an experience. I do dating around. I've been watching that. I'm almost done with that shit today. No, nah, uh, I, I would I'd be do that. Yeah, it's short dates. I mean, it's it's not nothing too serious. Um, yeah, that's that's just seem kind of decent. Uh, you think you could uh, you think you could make a one decision, or you would be still playing the field after that? And that's the thing, like, man, I think that's a topic for another day, but. I think of one day I can never tell if I'm like, you know, if that person is the person I want to pursue. So if I had five different first dates, I would definitely probably want like a two with a, you know, two or three people. Unless they mm. were just like all horribly trash. Oh, for those of you who don't know, go watch Dating Around on Netflix. Yeah. It's not, yeah. Finn, that second episode was terrible, bro. That nigga's a serial, and I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad for saying he's a serial killer, but he was just super awkward, bro. It was it was hard to watch, bro. Finn, that shit made me uncomfortable. Yeah, don't you seen that shit? I, I'm trying to remember what show. The, I haven't seen the second season, but is that the show where like they go on five days? They go on dates, and they, and they like they switch between each one and shit. Yeah, one yeah. episode. Okay, yeah. okay. Okay. Bro, you got to yeah, watch, watch the second second. second one of the second season, bro. This nigga is like super creepy, bro. It, yeah. It was honestly you will physically be uncomfortable. Wait, I had is to he the one that's going on the multiple dates? Yes. Yes. <laughs> they set him up bogus, bro. They knew no, what they he was going to be on. No, like they knew he 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 kind of like weird, bro. Kind of weird. It was weird cuz he <laughs> This nigga would just I don't it, I don't know how to explain like he would just be mid conversation and he'd be listening and they'd ask him something and then he would just like be <laughs> oh, like short circuiting <laughs> yeah he would low key short circuit he'd be like uh huh yeah, yeah. <laughs> bro it was so fucking weird bro praise to my man it happened every time. Yeah. I hope he find love. I don't want to ruin it for somebody that want to watch because I feel like you got to be immersed in that awkwardness. Uh, you can't ruin it because I mean we didn't say who he picked. 
Nah, yeah, but but some cool. some of the stuff he, he does, you have to watch for yourself because it's more funny when you realize how fucking weird this nigga is. <laughs> Duh, it's, yeah, you physically get uncomfortable. Though. But yeah, that's uh dating around on Netflix, like he said. Jossie uh, Little Twist took them drug charges for Bieber, man. I feel a way about that, man. Cause I, I feel like Little Twist don't have paper right now. Now he did for sure. Wait, and he took drug charges for Justin Bieber. Yeah, he he admitted it on a, uh, one of the shows. He I think he was getting interviewed for some some little show he was on t- uh, this week, and he, they said Scooter Braun asked him to take um, drug charges for Bieber. And I think the way that Scooter Braun framed it made me a little uncomfortable because he was like, "You're a rapper, and you know you, you hang around with that crowd and stuff like that." I'm like, "What the fuck? What does that mean?" Ah, fuck that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I feel like it's the least little twist could do for Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> what, the what the fuck else? What the fuck else was like? He shouldn't have been around Justin Bieber anyway. Have y'all seen Little Twist recently? Yeah, he looks wild. Yeah, I'm sorry. I wouldn't let you hang around me. <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, there are kids. You're only kids, you're only around me to take this truck charge. That nigga look nuts. Yeah, they said uh, Twist said if they would have put weed charges on Justin in his early career, it would have been bad on him. So I got a call one day saying, Twist, do you really love this kid? I said, yes. They said, cool. If you love him, then you can take the heat for him because you can you can come off a little weed charge. You're associated with Lil Wayne. You're a rapper. Hold on. They they okay. That's like that's his fault. Don't call me to say, "Hey, do you want to take this charge?" I thought he was. They were like in the same spot, and he was just like, "Nah, do it." Don't nah, call they, me like, they, "Hey, they are you interested in uh, taking this drug charge?" Yeah, that's. Don't solicit me. Yeah, he said it got to a point where I didn't even have to be there at times, and they were putting it. Uh, twist did it. Twist did it. Twist did it. It became Blame overwhelming. It <laughs> I think he got pulled over with coke and that's twist. <laughs> twist did that <laughs> shit, man. Imagine just getting pulled over like, nah, it's twist. Twist, like, little twist, not even in the car. It's twist, a little twist, then, man. Call him. Twist at the crib, like sleeping. Like, hello. <laughs> this nigga doing community service. Nah, it's twist. Uh, that nigga working on his album and shit. <laughs> oh shit, we gotta stop. <laughs> Hey, hold on. I, gotta I got a coke charge. I'm gonna go down there. <laughs> Let me serve these thirty days real quick. <laughs> that shit is wild, man. Fuck, hey man. If JB don't got to get this nigga right, hey, it's fuck JB too. I don't know if this is just school. I feel like JB has to know though. Like he he's just not oblivious to the situation. Yeah, I feel like he was at the time. He was just like, yo, fuck it. I mean, you're a sixteen year old. Making all these millions, you don't give a fuck about anything. Just like, if I had all the, if I had the money he had at sixteen, bruh, I would not be. I wouldn't care about anyone, just as long as I'm good. Yeah, low key. If you were, if you were like a rich teenager, if you got rich early, like, would you just go to college just because? No, I feel like I <laughs> might. No, for what? I'm getting like, everything I, feel, I want in college at the crib. But yeah, I feel like I, I feel like I would enroll for like a half semester just for the experience. What What am I experiencing is different from what I'm getting at the crib. 
I feel like I feel like it's a different. You want to because I feel like you're gonna miss out on it, like that that environment. Because also you're working though, like I feel like that's a good way to kind of enjoy your money. And you got to think about kids, like yeah, they're probably watching this shit on TV. They're like, damn, this shit seems fun. I can like if, if you if you've been making paper since like sixteen, it's like shh, I just want to take a break for a little bit. I low key be like, you know, I'm just gonna go to college for a little bit and just turn up. I know I'm not I'm not against it, but uh, shit. If I'm going there to experience a certain thing, I would rather just experience that as a a regular famous person and just take a trip down to a school like for a weekend or some shit. Yeah, just do a show. I don't need a semester to do that. (laughs) Just that, just that, make it more pressure on you. What you mean? Like if you if you're just like because you know it's like. You just go as a celebrity to a campus. It, it's gonna eventually just be like, "Yo, the celebrities on campus." And it's gonna be like a different, a different attention as if you were a student. Mm, maybe. I think. Uh, I think it would get annoying if I went to you know school as a celebrity. So I, I don't know if I'd be with that. Uh, but uh, I'm at the point where I'm. I'm not really. I don't really even want to give this nigga attention, but. Uh, it's up to y'all. Uh, y'all want to talk about six nine? He did something else. Um, so you know he dropped the the uh single with Nicki on Friday. So he got on live and started dissing uh Meek, Gucci, Future. Um, I don't know if y'all watched that. No, I, did, I saw it on my timeline. Now, so I don't. They said I, I read the caption. that said like Nicki made him diss Meek, and now it's like I'm good. Oh, yeah. I watched that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I th- uh, Nikki's uh, to me. Uh, I don't want to say this. No, I'm not gonna say it. Uh, just know they both annoying. Um, and like, like I said, I don't, I don't really want to talk about them too much because that's what they want. Um, they want people to you know pay attention to them. They have streaming farms, and if they give this nigga a number one because academics got this whole little machine behind them, it's a sad day in hip hop. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't even know if that's happening because I feel even um, Apple Music they seem like to not fuck with him like that because they dropped that song and I would expect it to see to see it everywhere. You don't even really see it uh, plastered on new music or anything like that. Yeah, so I saw YouTube came up with a rule because of um, I guess they figured out that they were using paid advertising to get views on it. Um, so they took away his record for most streamed rap video in 24 hours. So it seems like people just starting to get tired of the, the shenanigans and shit. So, uh, yeah, like I said, that's all I got to say. Um, the Gucci Meek and Future shit, I hope they just don't pay him any attention. I don't yeah. know. Cause I feel like Gucci would put hands on that boy. Uh, what else happened, man? Um, Oh, well, I guess we could talk about that a little later. Uh, what is Ice Cube on, man? Is Ice Cube okay? No, of course not. We just don't know why. <laughs> he was using he was using Twitter like on like it was Tumblr. I, what was he like? What was the message behind what he was posting? Only he knows. 
Yeah, that, that I think that Grammy shit was the most confusing thing. <laughs> like that, that actually like fucked my head off. Like, what, what, what? I don't understand. <laughs> I was looking through comments like, "Yo, are y'all understanding what's happening with this?" Yeah, like he's posting like purple panthers and shit. Like I was like, "Bro, what the hell? What does this mean?" Cube, like, am I supposed <laughs> to get something out of this? <laughs> so yeah, him. Ice Cube and Ice T have just like found Twitter and just been like posting whatever the fuck they want to post. Uh, but, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna need a translator for Cube shit. Um, what else happened? Y'all got any uh-huh. story? Uh, um, shit. Yo, what would y'all do if y'all got harassed by Karen on the street? Uh. I'm 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 big into just ignoring people and ignoring stuff. Like I, I'm not about to argue with you even on Twitter. So I normally just ignore people like that unless you you're trying to get physical. And I mean, if it's a woman, I'm not gonna hit him, but I'm gonna make sure she don't touch me. Yeah, knowing me, if I if I'd probably just ignore it, but. I am definitely in support of people filming these motherfuckers and getting their <laughs> getting their job, yeah. getting them fired from their job, making their whole life fucking hell. I'm, I'm not the type to record all this shit and just keep going just to get it. But hey, to all those people that do it, thank you. Man, I you gotta start, we gotta start holding these motherfuckers like they German shepherds. I'm, I'm, I'm not opposed to violence, <laughs> I'm man. Not, yeah, I'm not, <laughs> mad. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, I'm like, not gonna physically put hands on you, but I'm going to spray you. Hey, I'm down for whatever I see. Any like, if you overtly racist, like whatever happens happens to me. I'm looking the other way. Like if niggas decide to put hands on you, hey, that's what you like. That but uh, that one white dude that called the black dude a nigga and he got pulled out of his car and got jumped. And I was just like, say shouldn't have been talking shit. I'm sorry. That's it's what happens. That shit, like that that thing with the old girl outside uh, homie's crib when he was spraying Black Lives Matter on the yeah. on the thing, like man, I can't even imagine somebody doing that to me. Somebody, I live here. This is my home. You gonna act? You gonna say you know the owner? You know who lives here? You just gonna bullshit in my fucking face? Yeah, cause cause I'm not white. No. What? Y'all saw that one old heifer, that old uh, <laughs> yeah, smacked up wild, the gas that wild thornberry ass. No, no, I'm talking about the old wild thornberry body ass heifer who was uh, who got caught twice in a week. First, when what? she was in the park. Oh yeah, that was going about, up the stairs. Black. Yeah, that was and going then up the she got caught in the parking lot. Yeah, these white people acting up, bro. Why do they feel like they got to police the earth? They therms, bro. They therms. That's the only way to explain it. Like they, they feel like they own this country, man. And like y'all said, man, I'm just filming. And then that, that'll start to teach these niggas like, hey, you will get your fucking life ruined playing around. And so a, I don't know. It's it's crazy how white people just it's just a little bit of 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 power that they lose and they fucking lose it. <laughs> that's that's pretty much the history of this whole damn country. Like you already are in such a high level of power, but if they feel like it's they're losing just a little bit of it, they go fucking nuts. And that power is undeserved. I don't even like just to have to say that y'all are in a position of power. It, it infuriates me because it's like, what have they ever done that put should put them in that position? 
They still do. Beside rape, enslave, and murder. Exactly. And so the fact that they haven't been punished for all their crimes on this country, in this country, rather, is just astounding to me that we just like, well, we forgive y'all. <laughs> like, like, no, look at y'all pillage, rape, yeah. pillage, and murdered this whole country. And we just supposed to be like, okay, well, <laughs> we're here now. Hey, white people need to stop telling other people to go back to where they came from as if yeah. the white people came from here. Yeah, you know how they go. Uh, yeah, speaking of being outraged, white people being outraged, them NASCAR niggas is not going. <laughs> y'all, y'all cop a NASCAR uh, coat in the past week, man? I might fuck around. Grab me a FedEx joint. <laughs> a FedEx <laughs> Niggas used to be in the bitches heavy, bro. Hell yeah. <laughs> the Frosted Flakes and Eminem ones was hard, bro. <laughs> but uh, for people that don't know, uh, NASCAR came out, and it's 2020, so this is shocking to me that this hasn't been outlawed yet. But they finally outlawed the Confederate flag in their uh, stadiums and, you know, on their premises. Uh, so, you know, this sent the, the, uh, the white people in a frenzy. Um, people saying that they're not going to support the uh, support NASCAR anymore. One driver even quit. Um, he had zero wins, so his, I think his best finish was like fifty fifth. Yeah, he quit a long time ago. I'm pretty sure they was just like, all right, bet. <laughs> so um, yeah. Um, I'm not for anybody defending that flag, man. Uh, it's crazy that Mississippi flag is still what it is. Yeah, and that just shows you, man. It's how 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 racist this country still is, man. Where they don't understand how much hate is behind that flag, how many lynches that flag was flying at. You see KKK, like if you if you see any KKK rally, I guarantee you it's going to be a Confederate flag. So how's that not tied to hate? How's that heritage? And why are we trying to protect the heritage of the Confederacy? It makes no, absolutely no sense. It's Confederate statues in our, uh, I think it's what, the the Congress building? It's like, why? They tried to overthrow our actual government. So that's just like us having a statue of Hitler in in our uh, Congress building. White people really be ready to die about some bullshit. Yeah. So listen, man, it, it, it just means they a Skinner fan. <laughs> a Skinner <laughs> fan. <laughs> I'm a Skinner fan. <laughs> oh shit, man. Yeah, man. I I, I don't. <laughs> you forgive me for my cold chains. I'll forgive so. you for the iron chains. L <laughs> L. God damn that that's sickest verse of of the modern set all time. <laughs> Bro, that is sick. I was reading an uh, article on it. Surprise! So uh, ironically, I was reading an article on it this week, and somebody said it pushed us back so far as a society. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how, "How do you feel when somebody say a verse in one of your songs pushed us back as a society?" Oh shit! <laughs> no, yeah, you, you can't be. He, he said, "R.I.P. Robert E. Lee." <laughs> this nigga is sick. <laughs> If you forgive my do rag, I forgive you. <laughs> I forgive you that red flag. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where he was coming up with these bargaining chips at. Um, uh, what else happened? Supposedly SpongeBob gay. Uh, that happened this week. 
And the thing is, I don't think they actually announced he was gay. I think they just put like him as a like an ally type thing where they just posted. I don't know because a couple of the characters they posted are actually gay characters. Like Korra or whatever in Avatar, she had a relationship with a woman on the show. Mm. The other dude, I've never seen that nigga in my life. <laughs> yeah, they they made it. I, I lost, at first, all I saw was SpongeBob with like rainbows shooting out of his body. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I it was some fan made shit. And it's like, no, SpongeBob comes out as an ally to the LBGTQ plus community. He's gay. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of statements, right? There. <laughs> when the what hell is- this happened? Yeah, so I mean, of course, people upset about it. I don't know. Isn't like, Sandy gay? No, nah, Sandy's not gay. I thought Sandy Cheeks was gay. <laughs> Why did you say her last name? <laughs> Making me want to say like, "Oh, damn, Cheeks!" It's like, yeah, hell yeah, she gotta be gay. <laughs> no, she's not gay. You sure? Yeah, fam. When have you ever seen Sandy with a woman? Whenever you've seen SpongeBob with a dude, uh, he... whenever you see any of them with humans, <laughs> <laughs> no, but SpongeBob be like he has some effeminate behavior. Yeah, but I ain't seen SpongeBob with no Brillo pad. Yeah, but he be like he like wears dresses and like flirts with niggas on the show. Like somebody uploaded a, a clip like when he was flirting with Squidward and like I like Squidward and shit like that and yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if SpongeBob was actually gay, but it's a kid show. Like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it ain't like they got him like making out and having sex with niggas on the show. So it's just like, who cares? Just wild. Uh, um, what else happened? Y'all want to talk about Terrence J and Marlon Wayans or no? No, that shit was fake, right? I think so. Okay, then that shit don't really matter. Yeah. Uh. So, you don't want to talk about Bron and them or Kyrie and them? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we can. Uh, you want to introduce the story? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, from what I saw, Kyrie held a, uh, I guess, a conference call with a lot of different NBA players to discuss how they feel about returning back and how, you know, just to have a conversation and how. I, I saw a lot of different things. I saw one report saying that he felt like something was fishy with everyone coming back. And I guess he just wanted to have a conversation before a conversation cautioning return. Mm-hmm. I'd say that. Um, I think LeBron came out. He said that he can do both. He can play and also be a part of the movement. Because I think that's Kyrie's biggest thing. He didn't he didn't want it to be a distraction from the movement that was going on. Um, Austin Rivers dropped the IG uh, story talking about how this is a much needed distraction, which was complete bull. I, I didn't I didn't like his statement at all. What what Austin Rivers said. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know about y'all, but I felt like that was. To to say I, he he tried to clean it up I, as like as I was reading the statement I could tell that he was like typing things and then he just wanted to like clean it up like right after each sentence, but I don't think we need a distraction right now. 
for and, and to say that is kind of it. It just shows how he's not really how far he's removed from this shit. Like, what do you mean we need a distraction from this? Mm. Like, the movement is what's bringing some sort of change. We need all eyes on it. Like, I, I want the NBA back as much as anybody else. But I feel like it's also fair to discuss what this does to the main movement. I, I feel like it's it's not wrong to discuss that and and to, you know, see how other players feel about that. I mean, Kyrie's a fucking weirdo, but I mean, it's like I, I'm 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 cool with what what he's talking about, honestly. But but that's that's just my opinion. Okay. Yeah, man, niggas wanna niggas just wanna hoop. And I don't know what else. Some niggas want to hoop. Some things people look at it, it's it's bigger thing. Not hooping is gonna create some further uh, issues. What is it? Um, finance financially down the line. I don't think any side is wrong in this situation. So I think it's players kind of need to just get on one accord. Hopefully and move forward that way because it's a lot going on and I do understand that even now if you look at you know the news or your timeline um, the reports outside of you know what went on in Atlanta recently they're not really sharing what's really happening and that's just going to continue if we we have to move it move past it because sports are going on so I do understand yeah uh, yeah, mine is like a mixture of both. I've been having some conversations about this um today and yesterday and stuff. Um, uh, I don't think it's a, a right answer to to put it plainly. Um, I understand that people's livelihoods are at stake if they do this. Um, for me to not understand that would be you know faking like I'm oblivious to the situation. I'm not gonna tell somebody to sacrifice millions of dollars for anything like that because I think if I was in that situation would I do it and I don't know I can't say um, you know definitely if I would do it uh, definitively uh, if I would do it rather um, but as far as like hoping I think people are simplifying it too much I think Kyrie is saying like we are in the midst of a pandemic where this season has like seriously been in jeopardy for the past three months us rushing back to play a bubble style tournament while this is happening in our country and while we are in the midst of one of the biggest like protests and uprising that in modern history i can't think of any time and i don't know if people are minimalizing it because like it's 2020 and a lot of stuff has been going on but it hasn't been another time in our, my lifetime where we've risen up to this this level, where there have been worldwide protests, riots. Uh, it's been looting. Uh, reforms been happening. This is the time is now. Once this dies down, it, we may not get another chance. So for us to go and if you add in to play a bubble style tournament in the midst of a pandemic, how 
you know, how important is that in the midst of all what's going on right now? I think that's more of what Kyrie is saying now. It's like something is like seems fishy. It's like they're trying to use this as a distraction to get back to business as usual. I think that's what he means. And it's just like, I understand that. It's just like, why not keep the sole focus? If there is no basketball, we we have to sit and talk about everything that's going on and we have to see it on our timelines on our shows and our sports shows all day we have to see what's happening in america i'm gonna put it like this it's not um it's not the message it's the messenger Mm -hmm. and i think that's the only issue that people are having Kyrie isn't uh he can't play this year he's hurt he's out and people are taking feeling like why are you speaking up if you if you can't even play it doesn't really truly affect you you don't have to go yeah. so yeah it's it's not the message it's the messenger and normally when this type of stuff happens like especially stuff in the race relations uh, area I look at the people who go against it if you have people like Stephen A. Smith Charles Barkley those type of people going against it it's normally I would take a double look at what I'm standing for because normally they're not on the right side of things. Look when Cap did what he did. Uh, even like the hoodie stuff and the I can't breathe shirt Stephen A. Smith was against. And it's just like if they are riding with you, you probably need to rethink your stance. Like I said, it's no clear black and white right thing to do. If they go back to playing tomorrow, I'd be like, okay, well, they made a choice. But the sacrifice that would be made if they say, hey, you know, we just feel like it's better first to protect our families from this disease that one of our own moms just died from would be the smartest decision to keep the focus on reform and doing something about what's going on in this country and to start the the season regularly and get back to regular scheduled programming because if we start this this bubble tournament um the season is going to be pushed back to December now i'm not saying that the season might not be pushed back anyway but if we're able to flatten the curve now and get everything under control it may be a chance we can start up regularly so it's a lot of you know pros and cons but I think that the least popular decision sometimes is the best decision because if you look at Cap when he was doing what he was doing, it's a lot of people that hated it. But if you if you look ten twenty years down the road, it you know people gonna you know idolize him, and he's gonna be a hero in a lot of people's eyes. When my, uh, Martin Luther King was doing what he was doing, people hated Martin Luther King, but he's an idol now. Same with Martin, uh, Malcolm X. So I don't know, man. I, I just think, what what are you willing to sacrifice for your people, man? I'm not saying that you have to, but think about that sacrifice. Think about these owners losing. When these owners think that they about to lose all this money, you think they're not going to act? You think they're not going to talk to the lawmakers they know and the politicians they know and get some stuff changed? Mm-hmm. So that's my two cents yeah, and and I and I also hear the other side. I also see, you know, m- maybe with the attention brought on the games and stuff, you know, it's it's easier for guys like Bron to get that message out. You know, their the attention is on them, so they can. 
be the forefront of the movement. So I, I, I definitely hear that side, but I, you know, I, I feel like it was, uh, it was, it was a dope thing that Kyrie did, and and I'm glad that someone, you know, I'm glad these players came together and really analyzed it, you know, from all different angles instead of just quickly deciding to go back to sports because sports is that that's the unifier right there. Sports is like that brings all races together. So a message can easily be disrupted with the NBA coming together. Yeah. Um, and I agree with your point that, I mean, it is, it is a way that, you know, that they can keep a conversation going while playing. And that's why I'm not totally against it, but I'm just saying, what what's the plan there? It's just like, okay, if we go back and is Brian just speaking out or players just speaking out? Like what are what are they doing while playing that's gonna help that conversation? And another thing is just like we see I'm glad that Kyrie did this is because it's setting a precedent that we don't just roll with whatever the association does. Um look at baseball. Baseball is not the baseball players association is not folding. And it seems like football and basketball, which are uh, majority black, for some reason, their players association don't feel like they have a voice. Mm. I think basketball is only different because it already started. Mm-hmm. No, no, um, I, I understand that. And that's, I totally agree with that. And I think football is also very different because everything isn't guaranteed. And the owners have shown. I think baseball is coming from a perspective where the players are. You know, we felt like the owners have jerked us around more than on several occasions when it comes to free agency, when it comes to contracts, when it comes to negotiating. Now is our one time to really uh, clap back at them, I guess, mm-hmm. where we, like in NBA, it already started. So that's a little bit more conflicting in the NFL. Nothing is guaranteed. So I, I, it's. It's the same fight, but it's kind of loaded in different situations. Yeah, and they're, they're in a completely different situation because baseball is more about money. But I'm just saying, I guarantee the baseball players get what they want. I get almost 100% guarantee they, if not exactly what they want, they might get a slightly off version of what they want. They're going to get prorated or something like that. I mean, it's kind of at the point where now it's, it's going to be all or nothing. And sometimes you just have to be willing to take the nothing in the short term exactly. to fix things in the long term. Exactly. And if they 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 change contracts or whatever is going to happen. I'm not saying that that's a good thing, but I'm saying that they not going they need the players. And I think the players have to understand that. They need you to make money. These are billionaires and stuff like that, but how do you think they get this money? They get this money off your labor. And once you realize how valuable you are to them, it's just like, okay, now you you realize the power of your voice. You realize the power of y- 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 all y'all joining together and being on the same front. Like, hey, we need to fix this. And that's my main thing. It's just like, let's just all figure out something to do so we can fix this issue and not take the pressure. I mean, not take the attention off because I'm almost guaranteed you when sports uh, basketball starts back, it's going to be over, man. I'm telling you, it's going to be over. That's uh, that's what the Starbucks employees did. What do you when? Because you know how you, you remember how you well, this week. Um, Starbucks put out the statement oh, you know, about saying the how they stood with the sure. black people. Yeah. yeah. But then they told all the employees you're not allowed to wear anything Black Lives Matter related and people raise hell. 
Yeah. What? Yeah, so... I don't, it, I don't fuck with Starbucks, no way. No, nah, I'm not a big coffee person. That's the thing, man. I be getting gift cards like a motherfucker. I be using them shits when I get... Then you got hella I'm fun. To, hell yeah. Well, not no more, because I was... I was, Yeah, I was using them things for lunch for like every day. Whenever <laughs> I get them. I'm going to have to reject them in front of my manager's face. <laughs> <laughs> the only good I thing about Starbucks is when you trying to like... You trying to finesse with a young lady. That's all. Mm, oh, Starbucks day. All you got. Hold nah, on. All you, all, all you got to do is all you got to do is memorize her favorite order, and every now and then just like pop up with, "Oh, I know this was your thing." Pro tip. Pro oh, tip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got you this caramel frappiato. <laughs> hey man, sometimes it's all it takes. You just pull up in the morning or something like that. Pull up whenever. But nah, a guy grab you this. Enjoy. What if this is the wrong thing? I got you this chocolate muffin. She's smacking out your hand and shit. Nigga, I don't like this shit. <laughs> you, grab, you grab for your old bitch's order. <laughs> I got you these eggs. <laughs> hey, what the fuck? What I look like? <laughs> no, nah, but uh, yeah, man. Uh, whatever they choose to do on the NBA front, I'm you know I'm rocking with them. I think that they. They know what they're doing, but I just I just hope they make the right decision, man. We can't cannot lose this momentum, and uh, you, that's why people keep saying that the protests aren't dying down. They want the conversation to continue. They don't want to stop because when we stop, we gonna get comfortable, and we have to ride this wave, man. I'm telling you. Uh, we running close. I think we got about twenty minutes. Uh, so we can get some quick hitters in real quick and see what y'all are thinking if we want to go into them. Uh, y'all seen a story about Mike Gundy from Oklahoma State? Uh, the coach. Yeah, apparently they just pieced it up. Okay, well, and they put out a video. I ain't see it though. But. Yeah, the coach, the football coach from Oklahoma State, Mike Gundy. He was wearing like a right wing network shirt. Um, of course, I mean, it's probably some racist views on there, some, you know, all types of shit on there. So one of the players took offense to it. He said, I'm not doing anything with that football program again until y'all fix whatever situation y'all got going on. Uh, so he's just told us, I guess they pieced it up. So that's handled. BET Awards. Amanda Seals is hosting. Y'all watching? Oh, fuck no. No. I wasn't no. gonna watch it before, but yeah, now, I wasn't, yeah. I definitely. <laughs> and I'm telling other niggas not to watch. <laughs> Never <laughs> spreading the word not to watch. I'm, not, I'm, I'm going. You got to go beyond not just watching. Niggas. You have to tell other people don't watch it. Uh, it's your duty now. Uh, Lil Uzi, Lil Uzi was actually mad today that he didn't get nominated for an award, which I'm not mad at. I want us to make the BET Awards great again. Be upset that you didn't get nominated for a BET Awards and not just the Grammys. I'm not mad at it. Um, since we're on Amanda Seals, should we, can we, should we quick hit the finale for Insecure? Yeah, yeah. Which that. aired last night. Yeah. Who are y'all uh, thoughts and feelings on how season three? I think season three? Uh, Yeah. Three or it, four? Ended. It's, it's four. It's four. Season How four. season four ended? Um, I don't like. I don't like anything that I can guess exactly what happened, and I guess almost ex- everything that happened. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I'm not gonna say it was bad, but it, it wasn't good. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like the episode. Honestly, I, I just didn't like the whole. 
like the whole um Amanda Seals, know, Amanda Seals character, like that that whole plot line was was unnecessary. Yeah, it just didn't add anything to the. I mean, oh, we well, saw okay. it happening throughout the season. Yeah, but I think it. I think it was necessary. They're just they had poor execution. They they kept alluding to the thing to it, and they never actually addressed it. Yeah, which I, is kind of a waste. I think you you handle this in the ninth episode, though. Well, I th- well I think my biggest issue is they never even really truly addressed it at all. They just kept throwing you hints and throwing you hints and throwing you hints, mm-hmm. and then they used. The, you know, two thirds of this final episode for that. Well, I think that was intentional. Really I think that was intentional too. It's to kind of send a message that you don't see it. It's like like under the surface sometimes, and it could be fizzling. And Fran's just kind of oblivious to it. Like, damn, maybe she just, you know, different now. I mean, she's a mother now, so uh, I get that. But they spent what eighteen minutes of the twenty five minutes or thirty minutes, however long they went. Mm-hmm. Do on a wild goose chase for her Tiffany. Yeah, in a in a finale episode, which I'm I was good off that. Uh, as far as the Lawrence thing, I, I love chaos, so <laughs> hey, I'm with it. <laughs> but I, I mean, everybody just saw that. Like, I don't yeah. know, I don't know. I feel like they could have played that a different way or something. Did yeah, something? I don't know. Ah <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I I hate that it was so easy to guess. Um, but I I don't know how they would. I, I feel like it's kind of the it's one of those um you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't type things. Because I feel like if if she wasn't pregnant and they kind of just. I don't know what, what would she have else to talk about. People if they just know, well, I mean, at that point, they just would have got back together and been happily ever after yeah. forever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, your hands are tied, but I already thought this Lauren shit was cheap. Like through the way they got them back together, I already knew that the Molly shit was gonna happen. That shit is cheap. Uh, yeah. Like it's just so many like okay we're we're fighting now we'll we'll be friends tomorrow like no shit doesn't happen like that I mean it happens sometimes but it's just like the for a show I like like it don't have to be the most complex shit ever especially like on some insecure shit but it has to not treat me like I'm in high school yeah. I've said this before, and I'm gonna keep saying it. Insecure keeps trying to force Molly on us, and they keep robbing us of a good, decent Kelly storyline. <laughs> you you think? Will we think be Kelly... invested into a Kelly storyline? Yeah, I, yeah. I was gonna say that. I think we. I think honestly, it, maybe not even a whole storyline, but just more than what they, the quick, witty, quick hitter jokes, and that's it. I, I, I feel like Kelly they could. I feel like it. they could build something more there. Yeah, I, I think they could do like an episode, like solely towards her, and then like Issa and them is just playing like minor parts in it. I feel like that would be dope. Like, yeah, give us give us something. More. There has to be a way to give us more. What do you What do you say to the people that feel like insecure issues and big people is like comedy? <laughs> See, that, that wasn't between <laughs> funny. <man. laughs> I'm being serious. I, 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 <laughs> 
like jesters. They using big people as jesters, man. Oh, I mean, man. I've heard I've heard this statement before, and it wasn't it wasn't specific to just insecure. It was just how shows will have the big funny woman or dude who comes in and he they have the jokes and they go from there. Cool. Do I think insecure is using doing that? I'm gonna say no. I say can yeah. I, can I see how they are? Yes. Look at uh, Brat they, they, nigga. That nigga was shaking his booty hole all over the fucking I'm sorry, camera. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? Bro, the first episode he had his booty hole all in the camera. What? What? What episode did you watch? What are you talking? Who are you talking about? The nigga that was fucking Issa. Oh, the secure fam. Say the TSA dude. Don't just say nigga going brah with the booty hole. <laughs> I didn't say nigga with brah with the booty hole. <laughs> <laughs> brah, brah. People Blatt hiding everywhere. The, yeah, no, they use him. Kelly is just used for like you know uh, humor. None of her relationships really have any like substance. Really, like all of them are really like even the one with Amina. Like it was like on some jokey joke. Like oh, I'm 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 British type shit. Like so, are you tired of them making her seem lusty? Because she just is always lusty. No, I'm not tired of that. But I can see how. Um. I can see how somebody would want to see, like, the bigger community would want to see one of their own as, like, a, a sexy character or a desired character. And yeah. being insecure where they're able to, and they focus on these, like, storylines and these themes, I mean, that's the a prime example to do that. Huh? The show is called Insecure. That's true. But no, yeah, I get it. I, I feel like, um, yeah, it, 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 they should do that. But it's, it's also like they still have so many, even with all the episodes, if you look at the season as a whole, there are so many episodes where people were like, we didn't really get a story with this episode. We didn't really get into the characters. So I, I don't know how she fixes that but she can't even if she if she can't even really get storylines out of the main characters for real I don't know how she's going to be able to get the minor characters to have their time that's I mean true. that's more so just bad writing yeah, than anything true. well and I don't want to say her it's bad writing no some of those episodes are really bad writing some of those episodes were waste badly written yeah yeah uh, if not badly written, badly executed. Yeah, I, I, I think I agree with that. I, like, I try to give insecure because I don't know if insecure is my type of show. Mm-hmm. I try to give it as much bail as I can because it, it is starting a conversation. People is, is is constantly talking about it, so that means it has something. Um, it, it doesn't really keep my attention like that, but. As a whole, I'd probably this season. <sighs> it was one of better the better than ones. the season before. Yeah, it was one of the better ones, in my opinion. I don't know if it's better than season one or two, though. Definitely not better one. than season three. Definitely not one. I didn't like two. I think it fell off at a certain point, and it was short. It was like eight episodes or some shit. Um, I, definitely not better than one. Maybe better than two. Uh, and better than three. Uh, but yeah, um, I mean, when you when you speak to that, that that's why I say maybe it's it's 
it would be better for them to touch on this because it's like you have a prime opportunity with Kelly. Like Kelly is funny. She seems smart. Like that would be dope to get her, you know, kind of, you know, maybe she used to being a funny friend and not taking herself seriously. And then they dive into her in with a serious relationship. Like that's a prime opportunity to get into that. Like, yes, people find you attractive. Yes. People find you desirable, that type of thing. So I would like to see them touch on that next season. But, uh, cause I, I mean, I've been seeing that, that tweet forever and I, I think back and I'm like, yeah, I agree. What show do we have that you, you got like a big fine that niggas like taking seriously? Uh, Shit, Parkers, Paperboy. <laughs> you did you just call Paperboy a big fine nigga? I didn't call him a big fine, but but we we t- he's bigger and we take him seriously, not sexually, nigga. <laughs> hey man, man, pick something up. <laughs> this nigga said Paperboy, bro. <laughs> But, but first of all, that's a wild question to ask any of us. That was a wild question you respond to. No, how's that I a wild silent. question? I'm saying, what show is there a bigger woman? Because, I mean, we're all men, so of course we're going to look at the woman. Okay, okay. What show is there one that we take seriously that we like, damn, she fine? And even if we don't find her attractive, the other character or the man that she's dealing with finds her attractive and desirable. Um... Bigger. Like if you if you think of the shows, they all jesters, bro. Parkers. The jesters. <laughs> well, oh, oh, all right. What about um? Wait. Oh, so you're just talking about black shows, right? Any shows. Uh, uh, it's not one, bro. I can tell you right now, it's not one. This is us. She's not. Right. <laughs> yo, yo, hold on, hold on, yo, hold let's, on, hold on. Hey, let's, let's go to music. <laughs> hold on, she's not, she's not desirable, but you, you know, you, no, like, no, no, because I mean that that could be that could be stated as an example. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I give you that, but it kind of is like they gave her a big nigga, and they like he just lost weight. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, that's for another time. Let's move on. Um, we're running out of time. Uh, Chappelle stand up. What y'all thinking about it? A forty six on YouTube, twenty seven minutes. Talked about George Floyd, everything that's going on in this country. How'd y'all feel about it? Amazing. I thought it was great. Thought it was perfect. Um, yeah, right on time. I feel like, yeah, I don't know, man. I I I can't complain. I feel like it was um definitely a lot more serious than. It was a serious, a lot more serious tone than we're used to with Chappelle, mm-hmm. but he was still able to, you know, give us, you know, laughs in the middle of it while also stressing the importance of what's going on. Um, yeah, I, I really appreciate it. I thought it was great. I feel like I honestly need to rewatch it. Okay. Um, I wasn't really sure what I was walking into the first time I, I turned it on. And then part of me was uncertain as to what was happening. Like, I couldn't tell if this was his delivery, if he was a little intoxicated or if he was. There were some long pauses in between the jokes, which kind of threw me for a loop. But I feel like it was probably intentional. So I feel like I got to run it back. And the, the, the messaging as a whole was there. But I think trying to grasp the comedy aspect of it as well 
doing both was a little bit difficult. Yeah. I think it was genius, man. And I, I appreciate the genius of Chappelle. I mean, I've always have. Um, and from this this special, I wouldn't even call it a stand-up. Um, it took Chappelle from being my favorite comedian to my favorite, like, or to, like to my favorite speaker because he has a way to even like put little trinkets of comedy in what he was saying in this special to make people listen to like the general message, like to what he was actually saying and what, you know, what's been going on. Uh, I think like the pauses and stuff like that. I mean, could, he could have been drunk. I mean, and he's, he's dealing with stuff that's happening. What happened like two weeks ago. So I don't think he had time to like really drill it in on himself. Like he had the book with him and stuff like that. So it was like kind of an impromptu type thing, which kind of fed into the thing where I'm taking all this stuff now and I'm giving y'all like fresh material. Like I'm giving y'all like, this is just off the cuff. Here's what I think. Mm-hmm. And just the way he's able to deliver it and kind of make you think. Um, that's what I appreciate about Chappelle. So I thought it was dope. Uh, like I said, we ran out of time, so maybe we could touch on this a little bit. Um, one of the problems that people had is he left out women when he was talking about the cases. Um, I, I think that was in- unintentional. But... Um, I mean, I'm I, I'm at the point now where when I see like issues and stuff like that, I listen to them and say, okay, we 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 need to pay more attention to stuff. But I'm not gonna vilify him for uh, leaving some of them out. Yeah, I'm gonna just assume it was unintentional and go from there. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I agree with that. It would be cool. It, it would have been great if. He, he did, put him in it. Yeah, that's yeah. what I think. That's what we need to focus on: making sure that that's not lost on us. That black women are being murdered as well. You look at Rakia Boyd. You look at Sandra Bland. You look at Breonna Taylor. We still need justice for Breonna Taylor. So, uh, when when that type of stuff pops up, just keep an open ear. Don't go against what they're saying. Just keep an open ear. Just say, I understand. I hear. We do need to make sure we amplify in this in these issues. Uh, moving on. Bob Johnson said we get. Three hundred. He wants three hundred and thirty thousand dollars for every black person in America for reparations. I mean, we'll never get it, and I assume if we did get it, the price of everything would go up. But if they are going to give it out, I will take it. Popeye's chicken sandwich costs ten thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Dockers is regular price and shit. Wrangler is gonna be mad cheap. <laughs> Everything black people want is just high as hell. Fair gamma belts through the fucking roof. <laughs> Three million dollars. <laughs> oh shit, man! Shout out Bob Johnson, man. <laughs> Reach for the stars, yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm with the movie. I'm with the movie, man. Uh, I think that's about it. We got the cops chilling at Bobby Rush office. Um, any thoughts on that? Huh? Did y'all see that shit? No. 
<laughs> Lori got on a <laughs> got on stage. Uh, she, she had a little speech the other day, and I guess they caught the cops during the riots, like when the riots first popped off. Like all the cops just broke into Bobby Rush. He, uh, he a congressman from uh, Illinois and former Black Panther. Um, but they broke into his office and it was just like chilling in there, like popping popcorn and like laying down. Wait, they broke in? Yeah, they broke into his office. I thought people broke in and they were just like. Nah. Showed up and was just chilling. They broke into his office. Oh, oh. Wait, wait, who who broke? Just niggas? The police. Oh, the police. hell! Fuck. And so they what? have him on video, just like laying down on couches and chilling <laughs> while niggas is getting busy outside. <laughs> like niggas was playing Sudoku on their phones and shit. One nigga was just like laying on a couch. It was crazy, bro. So she she trying to get them out the paint right now. Uh. Yeah, um, I think that's about it. Boston Red Sox said that they they hear black people now, so that's that's something. Yeah, man, they had seven reports of niggas. Yeah, Probably. you know how I go. Now they now they hear niggas saying shit. Uh, you know, you know this shit's bad when Shawn Michaels is standing up for Black Lives Matters. <laughs> <laughs> Like they said, he got into a heated uh, fight or some shit backstage in WWE because of Black Lives Matters. I was like, wait, <laughs> the same Shawn Michaels I know. <laughs> they got a new Shawn Michaels out this bitch. It's gonna be crazy when uh, WWE WWE turns creates a BLM brawl. <laughs> BLM brawl. Fair, fair, <laughs> they bring Big Boss Man out. Oh shit! It's just black people. They got a. Uh, <laughs> Black people versus uh, what's some little coons that be wrestling? I forget their names. Uh, I don't want to call them coons. They probably good people, but they they be dancing like coons. I know we asking who fighting for equality. No, it's got to be all white people, and whoever wins gets equality. They show an ally. <laughs> oh my god, you got to choose a black ally, and it's a <laughs> it's a tag team like triple threat match and shit. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, we running kind of late now, but I don't think it's any music. But let's see before we go to shoutouts. Uh, oh, actually, we're about right there, so we still good. Oh yeah, we actually do got one, one or two albums. Um, Ungodly Hour by Chloe Halley, Halley or Haley? I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, what y'all thinking? Uh, I started it and I was like, this probably isn't for me, but it sounds okay. And that's as far as I got. Yeah, I have the same, I had the same thought. Like, it was straight. It, I don't think it's for me, though. Yeah, that, that's how I felt, too. I, I quickly played it uh, today. They got a lot of um, side women anthems on here that mm. I, I was, I was saying. <laughs> um, but also, you know, I cannot relate to that. So <laughs> I, I, I can see why this album is not for me. But uh, Forgive Me is fine. You've never been a side woman? I've never. Mm, okay. I've also never had a side woman. A woman, uh, side woman. Get your shit up. <laughs> <laughs> Look how he tried to clean it all up. <laughs> but hey, Forgive Me is, is, is cold. I really like that song. That's I'm the one they like... just dropped the video for? Yeah, that's on fire. Yeah, I fuck with it. Um... And I think the song with Sway Lee was dope, but yeah, I just I can't relate. Not for me. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I give it like a seven. It's it's, it's just alright to me. Uh, Ian Dior dropped an album called "I'm Gone." I don't know if anybody listened to that. I did not. Uh, RMR RMR dropped the album 
called Drug Dealing is a Lost Art. Anybody listen to that? No. I know he got a single with Future. I'm probably going to check that out. Uh, I think that's it for albums. As far as singles, Lil Baby dropped um his Black Power anthem. What's that shit? What's that shit called? Uh, the bigger picture. The bigger picture. Um, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. When I first saw this, I was like, "Yo, I don't know if we needed this." But <laughs> when I listened to the song, I gotta salute that nigga. That nigga did his shit. No, that's facts. I legit had the same reaction. I think I woke up Friday morning hit Apple Music to see what new shit was there. First thing I saw was the baby had a rock star Black Lives Matter remix. Yeah. So that already had me oh, like, like what? I, I, yeah, I was like, listen, we don't need these we don't need people jumping out of their lanes to try to give us woke anthems. <laughs> then I saw the uh the little baby thing and I was like, same thing. Don't jump out your lane. We don't need that. But when I played that shit, he spit Nigga. one line was crazy when he was talking about like how he was destroying the community too, but he did it because he ain't had no hope and he trying to get his people to get out and vote. I was like, God damn, this nigga spit. So yes, sir. I was I was confused because I saw it. I think it was Saturday. I seen people talking about it, and I was like, God, everybody on this nigga dick, man. There's no way this shit is that good. Like, 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 why are people talking about this song so much? So I played it. I was like, Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, it made sense. He stayed in his lane, and he made sense. It was like, okay, we like, and that's the type of shit that's gonna change shit. Because then now he he got the hood niggas ear, and he can yeah. actually you know start to start moving shit he could start talking to the people that uh like a regular like a j cole or kendrick is not gonna reach so yeah i could i thought it was gonna be like you know when you see a song like that i thought it was gonna be mlk talking in the beginning mm-hmm. then it's gonna be like a soul sample or some shit like, ah, nah. but that, <laughs> that was just a baby song yeah what a good message yeah, so um that was dope. Um I already said I don't really want to talk about the six nine and Nikki too much. That song was ass by the way. Um Like if you gonna if you're gonna be on that shit, at least make a good song. Fifi was a good song. I can't I can't deny that shit. This song I don't know if this was a good song. Yeah. Nikki was looking good in the video though. Yeah, I seen I seen that shit. Uh they said she pregnant. Mm, okay, shit, I can't tell. Yeah, okay. she, she must. Have, she she have. <laughs> I can't a, tell. <laughs> she 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 might have a what's her name? What's a uh, surrogate? I feel like. Mm. I feel like. I feel like why not? I feel like Nikki should have a surrogate. She's like forty. Somewhere up there. I didn't know Trina was forty five. Damn, that's just nuts. Damn, black women be aging good, man. Let me tell you, nah. man. I knocked Trina down. <laughs> Let me tell you, canceled and off. <laughs> uh, Meek Mill also dropped a p- protest anthem um, called "Other Side of America." Anybody listen to that? Nah. Oh yeah, I ain't listen to that. Nah. I put them right there. I think that did start off with like an MLK speech. Yeah, Meek been kind of on some other shit lately, bro. <laughs> Like it's like they, they, he let that protest and activist shit get to his head, man. 
Cause now everything he talking is like on some I'm enlightened shit, and y'all still with the street mind state, and uh, I, I be hanging with billionaires and shit. Like it's like nigga, no, like what the fuck? Who the fuck do you think you are, bro? So, Tripping, man. Yeah. Dropping songs with JT and shit. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think the last single was the Pop Smoke. He pushed back his album to July fourth. Um or July fifth or something like that, but uh, he dropped an uh, uh single with Ro- Roddy Rebel called "Make It Rain." It was okay. It was it wasn't great. It yeah, was it wasn't great. Roddy, but it was, it was okay. good to hear Roddy verse, but the song as a whole was not great. Yeah, and I don't know if I'm too hyped for this album. I'm not big on posthumous albums, so they're always scary. Yeah. Uh, but this was like his debut, so I feel like it's a lot more of him, like actually, you know, going towards a certain sound and a certain thing, and not just them mixing it in the studio. So we'll see. And Fifty working on it, so you never know. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Um, this week I don't think we have any albums coming out. I think John Legend is dropping an album. Uh. I know we're gonna get a protest anthem on that. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's that's about it. Uh y'all got anything to say before we get any shout outs or any other stories? Uh I think we got it all. It's good. Yeah. All right, man. Uh shout out C's, what you got? Uh first shout out, I'm gonna send a shout out to uh Lonnie Walker from the San Antonio Spurs. Uh this week he posted a video on his Instagram of him cutting his hair. Um, and I think the next day he followed up with a thorough and in-depth explanation of why he cut it, what his hair kind of meant to him and the abuse that he kind of went through as a child that led him to going through that. So just for him to kind of be uh, as candid and open um, and exposed as he was, especially as a male and a black male speaking on the things that he spoke about, uh, this takes a lot of courage. And definitely, definitely deserves a lot of respect. So big shout out to him. And I'm going to send another shout. It's not really a shout out, but we need to. I don't know if everybody's aware that somehow there was a woman who was somehow who was gone missing on like an army base. Her name was Vanessa Gillian, if I'm not mistaken, Mm -hmm. who was like sexually assaulted and somehow was missing. Um, Just another case of we got to protect women. Also, very also black women with women in general, and hopefully that you know she's not in harm. If we get some real answers from this soon, for real, I seen her start us outside. Um, her family thinks she's still alive too, so hopefully she's still alive and out there somewhere. And um, hopefully they find her. Uh, Donna, what you got? Um, I got two <laughs> shout outs. I'm gonna shout out uh, Postmates. Uh, they're offering free delivery for black owned businesses, but on top of that, they're also not taking any commission off that. So that's, that's, that's huge right there. I, I don't know. I know Uber Eats is doing the same thing, but I don't know about the commission part. So that's, that's real big. And now I also want to shout out that there's this uh, company that is delivering uh, food from black owned businesses. So they're partnering up with all these Black-owned restaurants to deliver food to people. They're uh, called Black and Mobile, and they're Black-owned. So shout out to them if, if people's trying to get food. I don't know if it's in Chicago, but they're in a couple cities doing that thing. So salute to them. Okay. Uh, 
my shout out is going to Kenny Beats, man. Uh, he saw a kid on online that was like rapping, like he had his phone like hanging down from his bed and and some like you know kind of inexpensive headphones and stuff like that. So he got together with a whole bunch of his his uh, rapper and producer friends and sent him like a whole studio, a laptop. And everything to the kids So I thought that was dope Young kid named Ray So shout out to Kenny Beats for that Shout out to Pusha T I think he just had a son today um, Definitely shout out to that Shout out to Kyrie man For being a disruptor um, Sometimes you know The most unpopular opinions uh, Work out to be the best opinion So shout out to that And this one is not really a shout out But um, if you can Please watch 000 I've been talking a lot about it on social media But it's that show is amazing Bro Like probably mm-hmm. I finished it up today And bro it's up there in One of my favorite series of all time And it's a limited series so it's only one season God, Wait wait what is it on uh, Amazon Prime yeah, so uh, yeah, definitely check that out. If they don't win some Emmys in that, like it's gonna be crazy. Like, cause the way they have it set up is like in three different places. They got like Italy, Mexico, and New Orleans. They don't spend too much time in New Orleans, but uh, it's like kind of like Narcos meet. Uh, I don't really know what that means, but check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, yeah, man. I think that's it. Y'all oh, got any more comments um, for everybody? Oh, the Five Bloods. Okay. Did everybody get a chance to 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 view the five bloods? <laughs> you don't want my opinion on that. I want to respect Spike. Donna, did you see it? <laughs> no, I haven't watched it yet. All right, we, we, we hold it off till next week. We, we hold it off till Donna get a chance to do that. All right. <laughs> I've been saying too many conflicting things. I've been say people been saying it's amazing, then people been saying this shit is garbage. So I don't even know where, but I'm gonna check it out though. I'm gonna say this. Uh, Del. Uh, what's the name? That nigga's name, Delroy Lindo. Yeah, yeah. Delroy Lindo did a good job to a point, <laughs> and then it got. It, I think the weirdo shit just got in the way of the acting. It was like he was a good actor, but it's just like this shit makes no. Like, what are we doing here? So, like at the end, it was like, what the fuck? Like, what is going on? So, I don't know. I've been seeing that too, like people online, and that's what made me kind of rush to watch it. People were saying, like, oh, this is amazing. This is one of Spike's best, and these actors are good. The mother old, nut ass old hair uh, actors in there was trash. Like, it, it was, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't. Well, honestly, for me, if you man. think about it, it's Spike Lee's wild because when they kept doing the flash. The flashback shit They just kept They just put Chadwick Boseman In there with The rest of the other n- <laughs> With old niggas <laughs> It makes sense bro Like 20 years later <laughs> Yeah and it's just like What what are we trying To get accomplished here Like he didn't even Some of them still had Gray hair on their beard In the flashbacks So I'm like What's the budget here bro Yo, Like it makes no I sense kept watching. I was like yo what How does this make sense yeah and then the daughter like the shit just didn't make sense like they didn't even touch on that again like and i was like okay <laughs> so hey man i'm not trying to get no spoilers but that that do better spike man it's definitely not in your top 10 yeah so uh but yeah man it's the 75th man you got any words for the 75th before we get off um everybody just continue to keep protest continue to share the protests the news is gonna try to suppress it. 
can please continue to push it out there. Don't let up on your white friends, your like white coworkers. Do not be afraid to make them uncomfortable. Um, let's continue to just do our best and then as a unit stay together and you know hope for change, man. Yeah, and, and keep your keep your um, mental up. Um, reach out to anybody if you got you know any issues if you if you're feeling overwhelmed it, it is it is a tough time so don't don't bury yourself you know what i'm saying try to stay trying to stay up try to stay positive the best way you can through this and uh so shout out to all the listeners that keep listening through all of this salute y'all yeah that's a good point man um i mean we on the 75th uh, I think we lost boss around what 50 49 so it's definitely been a tough one man and just keep pushing it on um this has definitely been helping just you know being able to talk to my folks and um you know just having a platform to kind of speak it and decompress um we appreciate everybody that's been listening from day one episode one and we could we appreciate everybody that continues to listen to us uh, from 50 to 75 And we hope to keep going um, Yeah man So we appreciate y'all for listening man It's 75 in the books And we are gonna keep going strong man We'll holler at y'all next time